Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to Views from the High Ground, our new Obi-Wan Kenobi after show. With me, as always, is Molly. Molly, how are you? I'm good. I always feel so dumb asking you that. It's just like how you intro a podcast, but well, how, this how was is, your this, day? It's the first time you've asked me that today, so rude, <laughs> first of all. It's, it's been busy, okay? <laughs> I had I was worried about how Obi-Wan was doing. Uh, so we missed our first two episodes of this live stream because we were at Star Wars Celebration. Uh, but this is Views from the High Ground. This was, of course, another Molly-named uh, show. I fought for the Obi-Wan Kenobi after Shobi, but Views from the High Ground <laughs> I, I think is better. And, I mean, look at the Brian Ward art there. Love the that. Ladder. <laughs> oh, I love the ladder. <laughs> uh, but we have some guests with us. We were just hanging out with all of them at Star Wars Celebration. We were having so much fun with them that we wanted to bring them on to talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi. So please welcome Brian, Mark, M, and Chase, the entire Pink Milk crew. Hello. 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 Hi, everyone. Happy Pride. I can ask you, how are all you doing? Happy Pride. (laughs) Good. I'm still trying to get hydrated after this weekend. (laughs) I'm still catching up. (laughs) I'm not. I have a water bottle um, and a beer right here. Yeah, I have the beer. Oh, see, Molly has a good idea. Yeah, you guys have an idea. I'll try to sip the gaze of water. The gaze showed up unprepared. We were not like we did. We were not on on brand. That's bad. Just the vitamin <laughs> water. <laughs> Celebration well, since... was so much fun. Thank you oh, for yeah, hanging out was. with us while we were there. It was great. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Also, Thank you Alex, you, with us. you have one of the most embarrassing videos of me, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> from a night that happened. So but what Mark Isley? <laughs> Yeah, no. it can't be any more embarrassing than mine. I had beer spilled on me. I got thrown up onto someone's shoulders. Uh, I, I had quite the night. Well, I Alex, you, you tweeted moment. it out to yeah. however many people are following us on Twitter right now. So <laughs> I'm I'm fine with that. I was having a blast. I needed Tony Thaxton to see that we were all uh, jamming out to Motion City soundtrack. That was important. absolutely very important. Yes. Well, oh. since we missed our uh, first. Uh, two episodes for this stream. I'll just, I want to go around. Uh, Mark, we'll start with you. What What are you thinking about Obi-Wan Kenobi so far now that we're we're already halfway through the series in just under a week? It's really, it's a really strong series. I mean, I'm loving it. It's almost like a little window into a time that like we almost shouldn't have. And it's just a, a, a big bonus, right? Um, just seeing how this is all turning out. And, and I mean, I'm still getting all the feel seeing little Leia on screen. That just like the moment that we first saw her, I was like, what's going on? And then it just tears. <laughs> so that and just everything else that we've seen and, and Ajax Citizen too, you know? So <laughs> it's, it's fun. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. I mean, since you bring him up, uh, we, we should mention our, our good friend, Steel Saunders, uh, friend of the show, fellow podcaster uh, is also star of episode one of Obi-Wan Kenobi. You can see him in a handful of frames, uh, but he, he was an extra on the show. Uh, we, we've been talking about uh, doing a, a video about his character, because oh, nice. every background character should have a backstory. So I figure Steele has created one for him. Oh, how fun. Yeah, he was telling us at the bar, do you, do you not remember? He was telling oh, yeah. us his whole backstory. <laughs> and I was like, did yes, you, we did, need to uh... make this a video. 
I'm curious if Chase gave them any quarters. That's gonna oh. be a little. In, that's gonna be a little I inside joke. I literally had quarters fall out of my dryer last night, Chase. Okay, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Basically, to catch I up, loved it. Up, I loved it. It made me smile. So yeah, no I basically put a twenty dollar bill into a quarter machine at one point, and I didn't know what to do with all those quarters, and I just started handing them out. And I <laughs> may or may not remember handing those out. So there we are. I'll have to check my pockets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, M, how are you feeling about Obi-Wan Kenobi so far? Um, 12 more episodes, please. <laughs> That's how I feel. Yes. I'm loving it. It's wonderful. I'm overwhelmed with, um, yeah, just like it's giving me everything I wanted. And I didn't, some of it I didn't even know that I wanted. Exactly. <laughs> uh, like, like what? what? What's something that's jumping out to you? Um, oh, like the whole underground network thingy, you know, that's going to eventually evolve into the rebellion, I suppose, or the, mm. you know, like, um, that is just, I, I'm really liking the subterfuge, the espionage, you know, the little surprises, um, lo you know, loyalties that are surprising. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really feeding me. I'm loving it. It's interesting to see if any of this is going to yeah, evolve into Andor a little bit. Like the, this Ooh. could stealthily connect into Andor without us even knowing it right now. Uh, Chase, how are you so feeling? To see that. Um, I'm feeling great. It's honestly, I think I've never been more grateful for a Star Wars project. Like I just sit in absolute gratitude any every second of that show. And I think what I love most about it so far is just the way it sandwiches itself in between like prequels, OT and sequels. It really just sits itself in there. And there's just so much, there's so much only like three episodes in three chapters in it's already sort of like made me, I mean, this is every star Wars project, so it's nothing original, but it really is like making me see everything differently. And all the parallels that are there in the first two episodes between like grumpy Luke and like, you know, OG Luke. And we got grumpy <laughs> Kenobi and like OG Kenobi and like, and even just like Kenobi, like sitting out, you know, by himself on a desert, desert planet you know enjoying some food the way that ray does like there's just so much there that's like and obviously all the prequel tie-ins because it's kenobi but yeah i'm loving it yeah you're absolutely right it feels very much like a bridge between the originals and the prequels with all of the prequel footage uh I, oh the the intro little stinger that was kind of like a previously on star wars yeah uh, before <laughs> we got to actually start watching the series it was so much fun it was so well edited I, and, I really loved that little intro. Getting all that with new music made everything hit so much harder. And it like it was like watching it for the first time. It was amazing. Yeah. I was not prepared for that first scene at no. all. <laughs> I think everyone in our room was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh, and yeah, that first scene that we lead right into uh, an Order 66 moment was like, really? We're just going to start with this? Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that and that intro really gave me a lot of hope for the for the rest of the series, um, I, I, it set a great tone because some of the issues that we've had on our show that we've talked about with the other TV series like Book of Boba Fett and Bad Batch is that they're very actiony and they don't focus enough on relationships. And the entire intro was just about relationships yeah. between people. Mm -hmm. And how people, yeah. how the characters felt about each other. And I was like, oh, finally, like a Star Wars show that's going to talk about the heart, you know? <laughs> Brian, how are you feeling about the first three episodes? You know, I'm going to be a dad here. And I'm going to use my eight-year-old's review of the show because 
I think it's perfect. Um, I, I think that's a great idea. He's a super fan, and we've watched all of them together. And this morning we watched one. Daddy, I love the show when you watch all of them. It's great, but they're too fast. And I said, <laughs> Michael, they're 41 minutes. This is what every Star Wars nerd has been wanting for a Disney Plus show. That doesn't make any sense. They can't be long because it's going too fast. So I, I'm going to take that as like the perfect review for a show that's flying by like that for <laughs> that an eight-year-old. So and it is it is so good. That's amazing. Because <laughs> like, their, their attention spans are usually so short. Yes. yes. <laughs> this morning, that's it? That's it? <laughs> Dark Vader is finally there and it's fire and it's over? That was his response. I was like, hmm. So cute. They're doing something right. They're doing something right. <laughs> it is interesting. I mean, I think he, uh, I think Michael brings up a great point that this does uh, feel. I was telling Molly this morning that I, I feel like I can kind of tell that this was originally been, meant to be a movie, and hmm. I, I think they know that the way that it's split into parts, not so much episodes. I, I think it'll be interesting to kind of have that debate when it's all over. But mm -hmm. at the same time, I really like that they are able to slow down and have some quiet moments. I was, we were watching it uh, right before we did this again. And that moment of Obi-Wan just kind of looking out into the field and maybe seeing Anakin, that vision, whatever. I'm like, I don't know that we would have gotten something like that if it were a movie and they had to keep up the pace a lot faster. Yeah. So I, I like that it gets to take its time a little more. It's so great. I am like, I'm also here for, um, I know that it was like a little bit, um, not met with the greatest things at the beginning when uh what's his name rupert friend right is that his name uh, -huh. uh when the inquisitor was like i didn't you know i did i chose to not watch the show for of rebels and i'm like i i think now that i've seen the show i'm pretty sure deborah chow gave all of the actors one assignment she's like you don't need to watch star wars but i'm going to give everyone a paramount plus subscription and i would like you all to watch rupaul's drag race untucked because oh, all of you need to God. learn how to read one right. another a lot of sass <laughs> this is the gayest stars has ever been like everyone turns around and they just i think everyone carries sunglasses on their foreheads so they can just like drop them down and like read one another because yeah. every episode there's like two or three reads you're like Go the off, library Go is off. open. Yes. Yeah. Everyone's clapping back. Everyone's got yes. capes. <laughs> yes, exactly. The library's open. Jocasta New is with them in spirit everywhere they go. She's like, here's how it's done. I'm, it's the greatest. I absolutely <laughs> thought of you guys when uh, Obi-Wan is telling the story of remember, like thinking of, he could kind of remember his, his parents. And the one oh, thing yeah. he remembers about his mother was her clothes. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It fits really well into my head canon. That's all I'll say about Obi Wan. Uh, that's if, if yeah. they were gonna make Return of the Jedi today, when they when Luke asks Leia what she remembers of her mother, she'd be like, She had the best dresses. She was fabulous. She slayed and <laughs> gloves. Remember little Leia? Go. She's like, and the gloves too. It's like so Padme. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. I love it. Well, we, we've kept something from our uh, book report after show from the Book of Boba Fett. People seem to really enjoy uh, us drawing our favorite moments from every episode. Uh, so I, I wanted to go ahead and get into that. We'll have some discussions about our favorite scenes from this episode. Uh, Molly, let's start with you. So 
I had a lot of favorite moments in this episode. A lot of like very intense, dark moments I really loved. But uh, I've already fallen in love with Ned B, mm. the the lifter droid. And so my favorite moment was when he was about to wreck shop with his little hammer. <laughs> and I just imagined he would do it while whistling so a, little, a jaunty little song. That's <laughs> gorgeous. Like, so well done. Yes. <laughs> I, it's, I mean, that's like it. a whole scene over there. Right, exactly. <laughs> and to keep it on brand for um, my feelings of the show, how about he's like, come and sissy that walk. Like with the hammer. Yeah. He's humming some RuPaul. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked Ned B and I loved when uh Tala said that you know they don't program them to communicate and Leia was like, What if he has something to say? I know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. sweet. Yeah. It's good. But, but, speak louder, louder than, than words. words. Yeah. Yes. Which is important too, right? I thought that was a great way for her to learn as well. It's like, you know, someday this is gonna be important for you. Mm -hmm. yeah. this lay is gonna this lay is gonna make a new hope lay hit so much differently because we know it's gonna be underneath all of those little jabs you know it's mm -hmm. like mm, it's yep. so good yes. uh, let, or molly pointed out that someone on twitter pointed out <laughs> that her her little braid uh that kind of fell out of her hair is sitting over here and it looks like a padawan braid mm. and it, it's oh. like we're getting a little bit of teaching oh. from <clears throat> obi-wan here or there yeah, uh, which I'm like that. That feels intentional. It feels very sweet. Yeah. Yes. What could have been? Like, imagine Obi Wan. He's sitting, sitting there, looking at his daughter, the new Padawan, going, "Oh my God, I can't fail her like I did her father." Because you know, mm -hmm. I used to look at him as a little boy at the same age. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Too much. <laughs> I, I liked Too much. seeing him uh, explain the Force to a ten year old. Oh, of just it was beautiful. <laughs> yes. Oh, so great. Oh. Yes. I love it. I feel like he could have done that with Luke still when he was 19. Still mm -hmm. just like, no, yeah. th th we'll just dumb it down for you a little bit, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark, what did you draw for the class? All right. Well, I had to cheat a little bit because I ran out of time, but uh, this is what I came up with. So. That's an excellent visual aid. I want that in like a shadow box framed on my wall. That's I'll, amazing. I'll take a picture Mark. of it and send it to you. Okay. You can sell those. Make them and sell them on Etsy. Oh, no, make no. my own little scenes like this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't ask for a diorama, but you went above and beyond. I love the three dimensions. Yeah. <laughs> Extra credit. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, everyone who has to go after that. I gasped. Yeah, I gasped when I saw that in the it show. Was that, I was like, oh, they yeah. did that. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. That was sick. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> the high it. ground doesn't always work out. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, they were like, you know what? We're already going to throw Obi-Wan in some fire. Like, we can cut a stormtrooper in half. Like, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Let's just go all in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this maybe was the potentially the darkest most grim episode of star wars television we've had live action yeah. on disney plus i think it was yes yep yep yes. i don't i don't Easy. i can't think of another episode that uh made me <laughs> react like that yeah it was very dark and had super like horror vibes just with you know the first glimpse we see of vader in that town we see just his yep. shadow go by and there's so much vader stuff before he even speaks 
that you know you see the town's reaction to him and it's just it's terrifying oh this was like the scaredest of vader i've ever been yes. in live action this was like i was like oh my god this is yeah. just horrifying and the way he's the way he treated that family i'll just say yes. treated yes <laughs> the way he treated yeah. that family wow merciless do we do we know is it hayden christensen is in the suit right i think so i assume he's in it the whole time okay. he he talked about uh bulking up so he could wear okay. it and that it's a it's like a girl where's my fan and this vader yeah. does look <laughs> a little bit shorter i noticed well i'm just like i'm so impressed with like the helmet acting because like he is so good like when he does that kind of like whip around <laughs> yes uh, i i jumped back a little bit yeah. it was like seriously it's like right up there with like the 80 actors that play mando like they're all great at, <laughs> at helmet acting too it's that's <laughs> so good mm -hmm. yeah his just horror vibe of like that that's what people always describe vader is like how he should be in live action mm -hmm. it's he's a slasher villain of just like stomping around uh keeping up with obi-wan who's like trying to trot away and he's just walking after you but he can keep up and he's gonna find you and it, it was horrifying yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 he doesn't run we've never seen him run in the suit <laughs> And we get that cool moment where he kind of sneaks up on Obi-Wan. It's very reminiscent of Empire. Mm -hmm. Kind of comes out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Except unlike Empire, he's not completely out of breath. And <laughs> yeah. you hear him just... It, he must be running off screen. You know, like th there's got to be a supercut that we should create at some point of like Star Wars <laughs> things that happen off screen. And I feel like vader taking a little shortcut and like jogging to get there would be one but you can't show that it would look goofy and like oh and we've talked about moff gideon like he comes out of that tie fighter out of the top of the cockpit and then they cut away because watching him try to gracefully slide off the top of a tie fighter like you can't show that you, no one's gonna look graceful doing that so we need, wanna, to, we need to film all those deleted scenes it's such a good idea I want to think Vader has an Inquisitor lightsaber and he just helicopters everywhere and then like drops in. That's yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's he do just it. he just takes Reva's and goes and then throws it back at her. She's like, right. "Thanks, yeah." <laughs> Vader uh, Poppins, y'all. <laughs> oh my god! What do you think? Are, are we going to see that? Are we going to see an Inquisitor flying? Oh, I think so. I think so. Absolutely. I will no longer love Star Wars if we don't. Like that'll be it. <laughs> that, that's, that's yeah, Brian. First far. Luke, and then that. No. <laughs> Too, Too far. Too much. Yeah, Kersantan running vibes. Yeah, that. that <laughs> oh jeez, <laughs> giggle every time. Uh, well, I'll go ahead. And, since we were talking about Vader, uh, I'll go ahead and uh, reveal my drawing because it's very uh, related. But I, I really enjoyed the very beginning. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I feel Delightful. like this could be a new franchise that could take off in the galaxy. <laughs> Everyone can build their own. There's different legs you can put on them and stuff. So maybe he has running legs and maybe he has stomping legs. I don't know. But. Yeah. It's like Build-A-Bear, but they forgot to sew the heart in. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that. It's just like that. Oh my god. He didn't make a wish on the heart. <laughs> He's got to go see the wizard and ask for a heart. Yeah. Yes, yeah. he, he does. Mm -hmm. I, I do like that they right away were showing like there's Hayden, there's his face with the mask yeah. coming on. Like I, yeah. I was wondering if they were gonna kind of save that for later, but I'm glad they just mm -hmm. went ahead and showed us. 
And that's something I've noticed with the show overall is like a lot of this stuff I personally will say like I've been waiting for, I'm getting like pretty quickly, which is nice because it's not like I have to wait to like a certain episode down the line to get Vader or to get Hayden. And like, I just love that a, because it gives me a little bit of hope for like even cooler things to happen, but B it also kind of takes like, it takes the like anticipation out of it and the, like the expectation out of it. Cause it's just happening. I don't have to like, you know, imagine what it's like for a few episodes and then be like either happily you know, surprised or disappointed based off my expectations. So I just thought that they're just kind of like feeding us so much, like, you know, depending on what the story needs. I agree with you, Chase. I'm excited because I think like Reva has been such an incredible character. And by getting Vader out of the way right now, I think like his shadow is always going to overshadow everybody else's. So now that we've got that out of the way, I think we're going to be able to get to know these other characters because like mm. the audience, we got it. We got it. So now what's going to come next? Yeah. yeah. And we're going to be more open to those those new characters now i hope yeah. i think i i think you're right too i was kind of wondering how long it would take for obi-wan to ignite his lightsaber and i mm -hmm. like the way they handled it this episode where he did ignite it but it didn't feel like a big heroic thing uh it, it was like a thing of terror where he's like i guess i'll turn this on because i'm <laughs> desperate uh yeah. so i i i got to i got that out of the way but i mm -hmm. still feel like we're gonna have like a true no i'm a jedi and I can handle this fight. Mm, That's yeah. going to happen later. But we we still kind of got the the surface level stuff done. Yeah. I, I think, think that's it, a good point. It was pretty interesting to see um, Obi Wan getting catching on fire and yelling almost the same as Anakin in that mm -hmm. moment. And 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 he, I'm sorry to say that I actually it hurt more to see Obi Wan go through that than Anakin. <laughs> I don't know why, but I, it just, I was like, no, no, you can't do that to him, right? I mean, we know he's going to be okay, but it was just, that was really rough to get there. Um, yeah, I, 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 this was the most scared and like tense I've been watching any Star Wars for a long time, and I mm. love that. It mm -hmm. really, really, really brought it. It's interesting. I'm also a couple. Oh, go ahead. Jason. I was just gonna say, I'm also really hoping that burnt Obi-Wan gets put in a little back to tank and we're gonna get some Clone Wars flashbacks and it's gonna be <laughs> yes. perfect. You just want to see him in those little undies. That's all. Girl, <laughs> I'm trying to get my new Anakin. Yeah, you know, you know. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep it there. I'm not even gonna if, keep going. If they put <laughs> him in a back to tank next it. episode, it's definitely like it's flashback time. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. It's a perfect uh, time. Talking about Obi-Wan getting tossed in the flames, I'm like. Do you remember a couple weeks ago when people were like making a, a big to do of, over the fact that initially they had said it was a Y7 show and they were like, it's going to be too childish. Everyone just wait a little bit. Golly. Yes, definitely wait a little bit. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of people were 100%. saying that one of the things that they were looking forward to the most for this show is how dark it could possibly get. And that's absolutely what we're getting. And even, even after, you know, me and Alex have talked about wanting this show to be really dark and intense, I'm still just like, oh, no, I wasn't ready for this. I think I'm ready for it to yeah. go back on the upswing. I'm like, yes. okay, we hit the midpoint, right. and Obi-Wan is in a bad way. Right. So, like, yeah. let's get him into some hope now. I'm ready. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's very, very prequels. Like, I mean, I'm a prequels like stand through and through. It's my like, but it's it's right up there as dark as the prequels in like the greatest way. So like, let's let's bridge. I agree. Let's bridge to the OT and add some hope in here now. Let's get it going. Yeah. Well, uh, Brian, what what did you draw for the class today? Mm. Well, um, it's no Mark. It's no anybody else's. But it actually is kind of on. Uh, if I can get my thing to open. 
It's Darth Vader making uh, s'mores with Obi Wan. Oh my god! <laughs> I love it. That's that's very cute, exactly. And the messy bangs. Uh huh. Uh, uh. Wow. I mean, for such a terrible scene, you made it kind of delightful. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, us gays can turn anything to fun. We can turn heartbreak into a to a disco s'mores. beat. We can turn torture into a yummy. Shmore. Yeah. <laughs> Shmorcher. <is> so cute. <laughs> I'm going to draw a little beard on every marshmallow I eat for you. <laughs> Seriously. Right? Love it. Like, there was a scene after that was over. Like, that scene was so powerful. And it made me, like, mm. it was this full, like, it's poetry. It rhymes moment of, you know, like, fire made Darth Vader and now Darth Vader is using fire to like maintain and double down on who he is and then we know mm -hmm. we're going to get fire that's going to rescue Anakin and so like we're going to get full circle Anakin through the flames mm -hmm. so there was a shot that just reminded me so much of Jedi when you mm -hmm. know when Luke is saying goodbye to dad it was it's it was beautiful actually like yep. as horrible as it was it was actually kind of like a beautiful moment like yep. i don't know yep. how deborah chow did that but she framed that last shot of yeah. just something i don't know what it was it was really touching actually yeah. which yeah sounds kind of weird it, after crispy crispy obi-wan yeah it's <laughs> weird to talk about these scenes where like i i'm preparing the videos that i'm doing for like everything i love about x and I'm, so as we do each episode i'm like here's everything i loved about this and it felt weird to be like i really love that scene where obi-wan was set on fire <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was hard to watch but i, have a I like question. what i meant i have a question about that scene do you all think that like vader could have like force lifted kenobi over the flames to like bring him to him or do you like do you think he could have done that and purposefully didn't like what is yeah. your thoughts on that um, well, I think part of it is like making Obi-Wan suffer was maybe as far as he could go because maybe it still triggers him because of, he is where he's at because of the fire and, and their last meeting, right? So, yeah, maybe he can only do so much as far as getting close to the fire. But who knows? I feel like yeah. I it's kind of just a half formed thought, but I I kept feeling like Anakin's petulance was still in there. Ooh. You know, like, I, I felt like he, because, you know, because so much of Anakin's problem was that he was so childish and immature. And, um, and that was why he couldn't find a functional way of dealing with his problems and chose a dysfunctional way instead. And I felt like him torturing the family and torturing Obi-Wan, like, I felt like that was just, there was this sort of childishness to it that really felt true to who Anakin was even before he put the suit on, which I found very chilling. Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely what it is. Cause there's a moment where uh, Vader comes in and he, he's kind of looking in the direction where Obi-Wan is. And I think he knows he's there and that's when he starts to choke, you know, the, that family. And he's like, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to show him, it's kind of like showing him where my mind's at and also like, I'm going to see if I can bring him out here because I know Obi-Wan's going to want to come in and like save the day. Well, that, you know? that seemed to pretty, that seemed to pretty clearly be a callback to the whole idea of inquisitors bringing out Jedi by getting them to try and rescue people. Right. Yeah. It's like you show up and you start hurting people and then, you know, the do-gooders will come out of the woodwork. Right. 
Yeah, I, I feel like there's a lot of Anakin versus Vader stuff going on. Like, who's going to win? Because I found it really interesting that that Reva referred to him as Anakin. Like, how, why does she get to know who he is? Like, do the other people know that he was Anakin Skywalker? Like, I was always under the vibe that he, like, kept that on the DL. You know, that mm -hmm. name no longer had any meaning to him. So I'm curious, like, what their relationship is like. Well, and speaking I of Clone Wars, I think we're going to... I don't think we're done with that Order sixty six scene. Nope. I think yeah. I think Reva's gonna see Anakin slaughtering people. They mentioned that she had some power, like she gained status because of some power, mm -hmm. and so oh, I, 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 or ability specifically ability. So I'm wondering if she has this ability that saves her. She gets away from Anakin, but they still capture her, and he's like, "We'll keep her." Mm. Mm. Alex, I'm a little concerned though. You just got through saying it felt weird that you're talking about how much you liked crispy Obi Wan, and now you're looking forward to more like kid slaughtering. Like, I do sure, not. Are you no, sure no, no. you're not getting into this stuff? There's really nothing. <laughs> I, I hope. I hope that we just see kind of Reva's origins. I'm. Yeah, I'm totally yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. No. Exactly. Exactly. When, I'm when kidding, she everyone. Was... I'm kidding. When she was having that little force Skype phone call, not force Skype, the, the little Skype call with Vader earlier, he seemed to speak to her in a way that maybe he understood how much she wanted to catch Obi-Wan just as much as he did. Yeah. So I feel like there's there's got to be some kind of relationship there where they, they do know who each other are. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think we'll see that in a flashback. Like, well, I'm wondering if she saw Anakin killing other Jedi and she's like, okay, I know she put the pieces together that Anakin became Darth Vader, but maybe she blames Obi-Wan because it's mm -hmm. like, he was yours to train. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That's, I, I don't know. That's, I hope, I hope we see more of that scene just to get more clarification, but yeah. I definitely don't think we've seen the, the last of it. Yeah. She does seem to have a lot of knowledge that other people don't have. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, she said that she dug in the archives um, like she did have that line. So, I mean, yeah. maybe, I mean, maybe that explains everything or maybe that's just a red herring yeah. and, and, it, and we're, we're just supposed to think it'll explain everything. And then we can, we're going to learn more later. Mm -hmm. By the way, I was under the impression that the grand inquisitor had died, but it looks, they kind of cut that one sentence off the one line, like off, like, you know, we're going to leave it open still, you know? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. but I don't know. I don't know what to think of all that. Yet. I think he's going to come back and it's going to create even more of like a power struggle between the Inquisitors mm -hmm. and it's well, going to be go. delicious and they're going to yeah. be like infighting. Yeah. And I'm yeah. also curious if like the Emperor is going to come into play in some way. And also because like there's also like competition between the Inquisitors and Vader that I have that we haven't seen yet. We've seen the infighting with the Inquisitors, but I'm like really kind of hoping we also get infighting between like Vader and the Inquisitors, you know, being manipulated by Palpatine would be kind of cool. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I also um, hope that the Grand Inquisitor makes another appearance just for clarity's sake. But I'm also yeah. like, he's not dead. <laughs> and I, they cut that line, yeah, on purpose. So mm. that yeah. for now, I'm like, all right, if my parents are watching the show, they can assume he's dead. Yeah. Uh, anyone that watched Star Wars Rebels knows he survived and someone tossed him in a back to tank somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, part four, Obi-Wan and the mods. 
Also, yeah. Grand Inquisitor. Let's visit some I more mods. Live. Let's do it I again. I would live. Bring the mods back. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Give him a robot tummy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and they install like a bunch of life support stuff in his head. In his exactly. head. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, uh-huh. I mean, I guess it's, I guess what uh, I totally missed the part where like, I, you know, because I'm still in my head. It's not the same character. I guess that's why I keep fooling myself into thinking all that. <laughs> so that has a lot to do with it. So, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it does kind of feel like a, a different character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, M, what did you draw? Well, okay, I had to improvise because my child's markers were all dry. <laughs> but so if you know me, you already know what's coming, mm-hmm. which is I really enjoyed visiting beautiful Mustafar. Yeah. yeah, that's a vacation flyer right there. Yeah, I like yeah. what you said. Beautiful Mustafar. That is refrigerator worthy art. Uh-huh. I exactly. actually, as soon as as soon as we saw the lava flow before it pulls pulls up to see the full panorama, I was I was hoping I was I was hoping that that was what we were going to see, mm-hmm. and I was very pleased because yeah, that's one of my favorite locations in Star Wars of all time, and I am always here for a beautiful exterior of uh, Fortress Vader. What a hundred. I I love about that scene is that the first time we ever saw Fortress Vader was in Rogue One. And I remember everyone being like, that is Mustafar, right? Like kind of, we're questioning it, but it makes sense that that's Mustafar, but it wasn't quite recognizable. I like that when we're jumping back into this point in time, uh, we know it's Mustafar, but also it looks more like Mustafar. The lava's Mm. like exploding and stuff. And to me, I'm like, that's a reflection of uh, Vader and his rage right now. Mm-hmm. And the way that we saw him treat that village. Uh, I like that yeah. Mustafar kind of metaphorically changes depending on how mellow <laughs> Vader might be in that day. <laughs> yeah. I like that. It's like a giant yeah. Blue ring. Yeah. And then Anakin, <laughs> brought the, and Anakin brought the trees back for... Uh... The rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Right? Is that mm-hmm. what happened? Yeah. Also... Well, and I mean, the, well, I mean, because, I mean, if you know all the backstory, right? I mean, I just think it's so poetic that, that that's where Vader decided to build his stronghold was on a planet that was destroyed by someone who was trying to bring back someone they loved more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I love I the also interior loved... of the castle too, just because it's like Vader's all about, you know, the suit the suit is not for comfort it's for functionality and yeah. it's almost like he wants to be uncomfortable to fuel his rage so of course you would have a giant stone throne there's not a cushion in sight just <laughs> everything is stone oh. yeah there's nowhere to sit down nowhere to sit there's no refreshment <laughs> station there's no, no bar no lumbar support i feel like he's in one chair <laughs> yeah. he is in that room a lot practicing because he had that like mustache twirling villain like throw of the cape exit from his throne he's just in there i can like lego yo like yoga lego vader would be practicing that all the time like, yes you no know, i could see anakin like learning to serve a little drama and he's like learning no, he was born with it brian <laughs> <That is happy. laughs> i like that the idea that he, he tried that little cape twirl and he's like ah oh, she already hung up Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and she's gone. <laughs> He's like, oh well, it, it it looks better in person. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't really translate through holograph. <laughs> uh, Chase, what did you draw? Um, well, I love my Obi Ken. I love my all of them. So I drew this moment. 
it's Ooh. it's okay <laughs> but oh my basically God. obi-wan seeing that like vision of anakin for me was yes. like i mean it was so it was i love how much time they took with it and mm-hmm. i love how at first i was like oh is that the person they're supposed to me and then it was like no this definitely anakin he's serving revenge of the sith vibes and then it was like it just got so quiet and like the way that the way they just took their time with it and how quiet it actually got that that emotional beat was just so there for me and they also you know I don't know. It just made my, my heart sink. I loved it. Yeah. I love the and, camera work for those scenes too. Cause yes. like in that moment, the camera almost like spins a little bit on Obi-Wan's face. Yes. Like he's, he's almost yeah. dizzy. He's so disoriented. And then that yes. happens again later when he senses Vader, the camera shifts his perspective a little bit. So you could just know how disorienting all of this is for him. And it gave me like Peter Parker, like like Peter Tingle vibes in No Way Home, where he's like, "What is this feeling? Why do I feel like this?" And then he's mm-hmm. like, you know, he realizes that something bad's gonna happen. So it kind of like also like seeing the like him have like that force sensitive feeling that like Anakin Vader like just stepped foot on this planet, but have it in that such a disorienting way really added to like the horror vibes. So I love, I agree, that camera work is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I like that he saw Anakin because he doesn't know what Darth Vader looks like. Yeah. 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 Uh, he he only knows because he senses uh Vader when he shows up, but at that point he's just like seeing what he thinks Anakin might look like. Uh which I guess doesn't include any burn scars, but <laughs> that's just the Anakin he remembered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Real quick, I'm going to bring up this uh, very generous super check from a Book of Clouds. This is the first contribution from Disney Star Wars Disney deserving a golf clap. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, a Book of Clouds. Well, uh, we're just about to dive into super chats, but before I uh, do that, uh, does anyone have anything else they want to say before we we jump into questions from the chat? I want to say thank you. Also, for having us back again. Also, I saw our friend Luke in the chat, who uh, we met through your show last time we were here. That's right. And Luke and I have a very wonderful story that we get to share that I never would have been able to meet him if it was not for the two of you. And Luke means a lot to me. So thank you for that gift. Thank you. Is that Luke 1313? Yes. He's Luke. Hi, Luke. <laughs> but also thank you deborah chow for the show because it's amazing yeah. it's like, yes yes really yeah. i will just say one of the things that i absolutely loved about this episode too that we haven't gotten to is just the glimmer of hope on ben's face when he hears that more jedi have passed through the path like he really perks up in a way that we hadn't seen like there's a certain softness to him that we hadn't seen where he's like oh my god like I'm not the only one left. And it was like so powerful. And Ewan's performance was just so subtle and so amazing. So I just, that was a highlight for me. Indeed. I'll piggyback on that because Quinlan Boss. I mean, that was a pretty big deal right there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there were many, many happy Quinlan Boss fans today. So, yes. Oh, I was. Yeah. 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 He and, did. And like yeah. Obi Wan did have like a little smile on his face when he yeah. saw that. That yeah. that's true. That's it's such a special like small moment. Well, it's funny because they're, those are special now. Like Obi Wan smiles happen so rarely now, and he yeah. smiles twice in this episode. Once when he hears about Quinlan, and uh, once when uh, he's talking to Leia on the ships, and she thanks him for fixing Lola. And mm-hmm. I'm just yep. like noticing him smiling now. So where in the timeline would this be? Is this 
after um, Asaja would have already died or would have already yeah. happened at this point? Okay, cool. Yeah, so Quinlan's on his own, just like being a badass, I guess. There you go. <laughs> well, I but love I... that Obi-Wan smiled for him because we know they didn't have exactly like the best relationship, you know? And so like, mm. like we were Jedi first now, you know what I mean? Like that mm. was. Yeah, well, in a storm, nice any port touch. will do right now. They need all the help they can get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I see them as friends, but, you know, kind of those friends who are always like, we don't see eye to eye. That's OK. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mm. But, yeah, I, I loved that little smile. That's great. Uh, so we're going to get ready to dive into questions, uh, but we're going to take a one minute break because uh, our stream is actually sponsored today uh, by AG1. So we will be back in just one minute. Thanks, everyone. Today's episode is sponsored by Athletic Greens. They sent us their daily vitamin supplement, AG1. I started taking AG1 to see if it would help give me more energy, especially in the morning. I like coffee, but I know caffeine isn't the best for you, so I thought swapping it out with AG1 would be an interesting experiment. I've been taking one scoop mixed with 10 or 12 ounces of water first thing after I wake up. It's loaded with 75 vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and more. I would say that it has helped me wake up and have more productive days in the month or so that I started taking it. I've also noticed that I've been falling asleep easier, which has been a struggle for me as long as I can remember. AG1 costs less than $3 a day, and your subscription also includes a year's supply of vitamin D. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash starwars. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash starwars to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And now, back to the show. Chase, I just want to say thanks for nodding along to that whole <laughs> I forgot you guys could see me. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. I listened to it. <laughs> oh, so Alex, I, I appreciate the little timer in the corner. I didn't know that we added that, but that's a, that's a nice Brilliant. Because yeah. we're all just kind of nice like, work, okay. Alex. <laughs> I was on the edge of my seat, girl. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> like 2 a.m. in the morning, you're half asleep. When you hear that one commercial that just catches your attention, you're all. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I took some athletic greens today and it perked me right up for Obi Wan. There you <laughs> go. And with, and with AG1, you're not going to be waking up because you're going to be sleeping right on through the night. <laughs> <laughs> Which we need after celebration. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, but let's let's get into questions and well the first one is not a question at all it's from luke 1313 and uh it just says <laughs> i love pink milk and star wars explained Yay. <laughs> that's exactly Yay. it we'll take it let's awesome. that can that can get another golf clap <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much luke thank you uh so i'm just gonna jump over to our friends blue bantha milk company what's up has anyone else said hello there when they entered the chat? I'm the first, right? Hello there. <laughs> oh, Matt. It's possible. You're the first one I've seen. Come on, Alex. You can do better than that. You're, you're hello there. Hello there. There you go. That's pretty good. Well, now, you're, now you do one, Molly. You've brought this on yourself. <laughs> hello there. We can, we can see who, who does the best one. Brian? Hello there. Mm, I did like that. Mark. 
Hello there. Mm -hmm. M. Hello there. Chase. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> Those were all very good. <laughs> we'll practice. We can we can let the the chat decide who has the best hello there. <laughs> I love it. it was Chase. It was Chase. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> Alex, I'll let you keep reading because I'm I'm searching for through the chat oh, okay. to find them so I can bring them up. Okay. Uh, next up is Bertala Muhammad. Thank you so much for your super chat. Quinlan Voss lives. And do you think Barisafi might make an appearance in the Bad Batch? Uh, mm -hmm. Well, I think we can tie in. Let, let's also ask, is Quinlan Voss going to be in this series? That'd be interesting. I don't know that they have time to, to show him. We've only got three more episodes. <laughs> I mean, like maybe a hologram appearance just to give people a little more hype of what could be ahead, right? Yeah. Well, didn't they say there's going to be someone on the other side of the tunnel to pick uh, Leia? That, up? I think that was the dead pilot. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That Reva. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -mm. I, I'm tempering my expectations right now. I'm not expecting Quinlan Boss to be in this. I think it was a, a fun call out for everyone in the know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. But to anyone who didn't watch the Clone Wars, it's just uh, a Jedi name that Obi-Wan clearly knows. Yep. But I kind of think that it could be a little bit of a setup for him to appear in the Bad Batch. That makes more sense to me. I agree. Totally. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> so now that we know he's alive at this point in time, bring him back in the Bad Batch. Yeah. As for Barisafi, I have no idea. <laughs> As for Varys, only Dave Filoni knows. Mm -hmm. He's keeping her in his back pocket for yeah. a rainy day. Forever. And <laughs> ever. the folks in the trust tree. <laughs> Imagine if she showed up in Ahsoka. I kind of think she mm. will. That's where, I th that's where I expect her, I guess, to show yeah. up. In Ahsoka series. Yeah. That, that's how long he's been saving her. He's like, I'm going to bring Barisafi into live action, so help me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, next up is Garth McMurray. Thank you so much, Garth. I think Reva was rescued by Quinlan Voss as a Padawan during Order 66 and put on the path, so she had been there before and recognized the droid and secret tunnel. I think the Jedi symbol was carved by her and why she got emotional. Ooh. Ooh. That hurt. I did love her reaction <laughs> when she saw the Jedi symbol because it, it didn't look like just hatred at the fact that that even existed. It looked like she was hurt that like something like this existed and and you know if if she is that padawan that we saw at the beginning like she's feeling like oh there are more of us out there and i could have been saved but i wasn't yeah i was gonna say yeah maybe it was the opposite that she wasn't rest like she wasn't rescued that that mm -hmm. she is resentful that there was something like this for other people and no one ever came for her mm. yeah which is even more sad so Do you think there's any way, because well, I like this read a lot, but I we don't know, you know, there's that line of what do you, what is it, what power are you looking for? And she's like, what I'm owed, which was just a fierce read as it was. But like, I wonder if we're being played. What if she's helping Jedi underneath Vader and the Grand Inquisitor's like thumb and she's actually trying to help Obi-Wan mm. and maybe she'll get him away. Is that possible? I, I think... think 
I mean, she chopped somebody's hand off. Maybe not. Yeah, I I think no. I I, I see this as uh, a story of like survival during dark times without losing yourself completely. And Obi-Wan at this point has lost himself completely. I think Reva, her only choice to survive was to become an Inquisitor. So I I agree with Mm. him uh, and Molly that I think that she sees that Jedi symbol and she's like, this could have been my life. uh, But... I, I got stuck over here and now I've I have to hunt. So that that's my read on it. Mm-hmm. Um I, I think she's after vengeance for Obi-Wan for something, but not sure what yeah. yet. Well, and that would echo back to her mocking Owen too, saying you protect your family. I like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like if no one protected her, then mm-hmm. that that like if she was in a if she was in a moment of vulnerability. And instead of being loyal and sticking together, she was betrayed, much like my wife, Trilla. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Very similar characters in in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chase, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say Moses Ingram is everything in the world and her performance is incredible. And I stand Reva forever. Oh my god. Her performance is, is the best. so amazing. Her performance is so subtle. Like especially going to what you said, Molly, about how like it's not just rage that's on her face that's yeah. on her face. It's not simple rage. It's like this is a character who could very easily come across as one note. And mm-hmm. because of Moses Ingram's performance, she does not. She you can tell that there are layers. You can tell that there are things that are happening underneath the surface. And it takes a really skilled performer to convey that. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll say that in the first episode, I was like, I'm not sure I buy her as an inquisitor. And as I was thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, okay, I think that's the point. I mean, she's an Emmy nominated actress, so she knows what she's doing. And I, I do think that she is uh, just still like a scared person who's been forced into this role. Uh, mm-hmm. And it, it goes back to what Leia says to her cousin about how you're scared of your dad. And you think that if you can scare other people like that, that gives you the same mm-hmm. power your father has. So I think that's just what the third and the third mm-hmm. sister's doing is like, well, I'm, I'm scared of Vader every day of my life. And so the only way to survive is to scare other people, cut their hands off, and just, like, I just see a lot of posturing uh, mm-hmm. from her. And so, yeah, I, I'm, like, now I, I like feel that. like I understand the character and what's happening. Totally. I like that a lot. I like that. Uh, let's go on. Do We got another Quinlan Voss question from Trey Mitchell. Thank you, Trey. So in part three, we see that Quinlan Voss is mentioned. Could you see O'Shea Jackson Jr. playing the character if he appears? Ooh. I didn't even think about that. I, I didn't know. either. Today. I had not either. Right. So remember he mentioned in a tweet, because I can just wait until He's people coming. see who I'm playing. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah. That, that's, yeah. That, that would make a lot of sense. Wow. I am so huh. pro that now. Yeah. Trey, you just set that up some expectation cool. in my brain. I know. I was. Ju- I just said I'm trying to temper my expectations. <laughs> like, uh, I like. And that. now Quinlan Voss will appear in Kenobi. That's <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Oh man, that's a good idea. Yeah, I'm over here trying to be like, no, it was just an Easter egg, and if I'm wrong, great. And now I'm like, <laughs> no, that's it. That's got to be oh, it. Oh man. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> Kyle Beckworth, thank you for the next super chat. Uh, great to see you at celebration. Thanks, Kyle. Uh, do you think Quinlan Voss rescued Grogu? I think mm. that's another question for the Bad Batch. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that'd be kind of cool just to see oh. a little cartoon, an animated little Grogu. Even cuter than, you know, what we see on The Mandalorian. We, we've we had a lot of questions uh, since The Bad Batch started of, like, do you think X saved The Bad Batch? Or uh, did The Bad Batch save, or did X save Grogu? Did The Bad Batch save Grogu? Is Grogu going to be in The Bad Batch? And I kept saying, no, 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 like, I didn't want it to be too connected. Mm -hmm. But they started to do, like, the Mount Tantus stuff. They showed the Zillow Beast in the trailer. And I'm like, okay, they are doing weird cloning stuff at Mount Tantus, just like they were in Legends. So I, I think enough time has passed that if they in season two did have Grogu at Mount Tantus and the Bad Batch kicks the door in and goes and saves him and uh, Gunji and Katuni and all of the younglings, like if they were just holding on to them for some reason, I'm like, OK, mm -hmm. I'm into that idea now. Yeah. Uh, OK, well, you I'm going to feel comfortable saying this now because you said the name Gunji. And like the entire world loves him, right? Like there's nothing that could probably a make single him more person adorable. That <laughs> dislikes Gunji. But now that I'm thinking that Grogu might be in the Bad Batch, I just want Gunji to be the one to pick him up out of his little bassinet and run away with him. Like, can you imagine Aww. those two together? The television oh would just explode. It would melt. It would just melt in pure joy. Like that cause citywide blackouts. <laughs> truly, truly. And then they both babies just like babies. Aww. Yeah, they just sleep together. They get tired. They have to push away the fire, and then they're just like holding each other, like in little. Oh my uh, god, I want it. Sorry, Molly, if this messes uh, you up, but I, I've I've been trying so hard. To, <laughs> I've been I saying Gungi. I don't know. I I don't know why I just Gungi is stuck in my head, but <laughs> I'm trying to say it right. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> hey. We live in a universe with Leah and Leia, Han and Han. You know, we're oh, good. Yeah. We're good. Ahsoka, Ashoka. There you go. <laughs> we like Twi'lek. It's all, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, CC1193, a.k.a. Ghost. I like that. I like that you have a clone number and a, a nickname. <laughs> Thank you for the super chat. Hello there, Alex and Molly. It's Nick from Celebration. So happy to see you guys regularly, regularly posting content again. We'll we'll Thank never you. stop. But yeah, never, <laughs> never stopping. Thanks for saying saying hi to us at Celebration. Uh, and we've got two up from James Clancy. Uh, little Leia is so well acted. So do you guys think Voss will die in this series? James, we just. We just got <laughs> just got a mention of him. What, what are you doing, man? <laughs> well, maybe we'll get both. I mean, maybe we'll, we'll get we will get to see Quinlan Voss, and we'll get an extremely sad, heart wrenching death scene. Uh, Emotional catharsis. <laughs> <laughs> I think, is like, I think I don't no, like don't don't do that. <laughs> you know, it could be like Kane and Jarrus part two, or even like Cad Bane. Like we're so stoked oh. to have him, and then it's like, oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> well, oh, you know, okay, yes, <laughs> that does feel very Disney Plus, uh, yeah. where they bring in like a big cameo character right at the end in the second to last episode, and then in the very next one, uh, they're taken out. Yeah. So. 
that that does seem like their mo and it's something i hope they get away from mm -hmm. but don't do that to quinlan no <laughs> <laughs> especially since we we know for sure he's going to be in the show and who's playing him so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely uh, Tr trey cracked the code mm -hmm. uh hopefully we find out in in part four and yeah. he's also going to be using uh asajj's lightsaber hilts Ooh. Yeah. I would live. I like that. I would live. Yeah, I might die. Actually, I don't know if I'd be living like, anymore. I would just <laughs> I need to see that. I need to see a Jedi take some take another Jedi's Kyber out of a hilt and use it for them for themselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's another perfect little just Easter egg they could do. If his lightsaber were yellow, then yep. like everyone that knows would know but it would mean nothing to anyone else it wouldn't get yep. in the way of like my parents enjoying the show <laughs> uh that 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 would be a perfect idea for us to everyone just like oh my god he's got a Saja's lightsaber <laughs> especially with his like special powers too that would be a good a nice way for to to show how he's yes. still connected with her uh yes. you're like sensing yes. her memory you guys are terrible yes. that's how they, they communicate <laughs> still that way he's living those memories uh, oh yes yep. dangerous mm -hmm. that's horrible <laughs> <laughs> i was over here doing great not building up expectations <laughs> in my head all of you ruined it yeah did we ever like did people ever has anyone ever told a story about what happens to a jedi kyber after the jedi becomes one with the force not really because like explicitly. that connection is so like deep and spiritual mm. like some people even believe that kyber is invisible except to the jedi that's supposed to wield it mm. it's like such an integral part of the star wars mythology right that kyber yeah. like and a yeah. Jedi's Kyber is like so personal to them. Yeah. Which it, kind it of sounds... me, you made me oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no you go ahead. <laughs> no, it, it made me think of um when Cal found his like that whole moment and the way that it all just kind of wasn't there until it was. Yeah, yeah. that was a really interesting yeah. moment. So cool. Yeah. Or like Love the it. like in the in the Clone <clears throat> Wars episode, The Gathering, where each younglings, the way that they get their the way they get their kyber has to teach them something important about themselves or it reveals something about a challenge that they need to overcome. Yeah. It, it sounds like they just kind of take lightsabers from Jedi who've died and store them somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. They have, they've never like explicitly gone into that. So they could, they could make anything up. <laughs> well, certain point of view. Yeah. <laughs> <You can>. yeah. <laughs> when they publish another one, maybe we'll get a story like that. Yeah. Uh, we, we got one more from James Clancy here. Thank you, James. Lastly, I got to say Hayden was amazing in the suit. I hope we get to hear him outside of the suit as well. It was just so good. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, we got to get some flashbacks. I think they're coming in the next episode. And I yeah. think this little vision of Hayden was kind of foreshadowing that. It, yeah. It definitely felt like a foreshadow of like, oh, he's going to deal with a lot. Cause I didn't, I saw him. I don't, I think, I think Obi-Wan's just kind of like losing it. You know, I think it's just his trauma is really catching up to him. You know, the sins of his past, you know, you know, there's room on if there's sins or not, but I just think that he, it's catching up to him and he's really starting to lose it. Like Molly mentioned the camera work. And so I think he's just going to kind of keep dipping in into these flashbacks halfway through the season and eventually heal from them and come through on that hopeful side towards the end of the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm 
really hoping that we, <laughs> even though it, it's just going to like fall right into that trope from Book of Boba Fett, it's like you get <laughs> in a back to tank and you you have a flashback, like whatever. I'd love to see. I feel like I'm I'm giving Obi Wan a lot more slack than I gave stories like Book of Boba Fett and Solo, a Star Wars story. I remember when Solo was getting ready to come out, I was like, I don't want this to be a greatest hits of Han's life where he mm. meets Chewie and he gets the Falcon and he does the Kessel Run and he do- and like all that happened. And it, I really enjoyed that movie. And you're like, he did the thing. They did the thing. Yeah. Like it was, it was fun, but I didn't have any of those thoughts going into Obi-Wan. I was like, yeah. I want to see him learn that Anakin is still alive. And I want to see him do like, I want Clone Wars flashbacks. I want this. It's like, I don't know why I'm being so much more, uh, flexible <laughs> with because Obi-Wan you're a Star Wars fan. That's what we all do. <laughs> yeah, we rage. We, we're all we rage yeah, we rage tweet no more uh, helicopter lightsabers, and then we're gonna see one, and the it's gonna be another blackout. The entire everything's gonna erupt, and there's gonna be helicopter lightsabers. And we're all gonna be. <laughs> going, I've always it. liked these. They did it. <laughs> it was so right, cool. exactly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, and it's Scrubs true. fans were getting fed well fed again with this mm-hmm. episode, yes. so. Was that the little mole? Was that the mole person? Mole person, yeah. 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 I'm convinced that he was jealous of uh, what's his name? Donald Donald Faison. Donald Faison. He was like, I want to be in Star Wars 2. You're probably right. He probably was like, I'm going to get into Star Wars 2 just to make you angry. Right, exactly. (laughs) But now they can go to conventions together Mm -hmm. and take pictures together with people. (laughs) Hype Faison and Freck. Exactly. (laughs) Hype's, Hype's jet was faster, though. If we get a it thing where, where Freck gets a redemption arc and we find out that he's best friends with Hype Faison, I don't think I can <laughs> handle that. Right? <laughs> Did anyone else think that he was voiced by Seth Rogen? Because I was sure that's, that's who that was. Exactly. Yeah, he just had that grovelly voice, just the way that they were doing it. It was confusing at first. Yeah. yeah. And then I saw the name Zach Braff and I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't think for one second it was Zach Braff until the credits came up. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Our next one up is from uh, Patrick Dubé. Thank you so much, Patrick. Very generous. Uh, Love this stream, guys. Smiling and laughing with all of you. Thanks for the nice pick-me-up. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you. (laughs) Twizzy. All of us throw our hearts up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. Uh, next one is from Catherine Zuck. Thank you, Catherine. I might need some help figuring this out. Thoughts on the Fallen Order connection, and if you think we'll see a live-action Cal finally. Uh, I guess the Fallen Order connection is just Nur and the Fortress Inquisitorious, or was there something else? That's all that I caught. Hmm. Uh, but if there was another one, like if Cal's name was scrawled onto that wall, I haven't gone in and I've <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> translated all of the names in the safe house yet. I think that's probably the Fallen Order connection. Yeah. Well, I'm, I was very happy about it. Even though I knew it was coming, I still pumped my fist over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, will, we, will we see a live action Cal? I don't think so in this series. For the same reason... Uh, Molly at first was like, there's not enough time for Quinlan, Quinlan Boss. Now we know there's plenty of time. I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> there's time. I I do 
I am of the camp that we're going to get Cal, but not for any Star Wars reasons, more just for like brand synergy reasons. <laughs> and like, <laughs> we're just living in the hype of like, you know, the teaser trailer for the new game and the lightsaber at Disneyland and um, Cameron, Cameron, what's his last name? Monaghan. Yeah. Him like going to yeah. Disneyland and promoting these sabers. And uh, so to me, it's very much, and also like, they're just thematically, there's so much I feel like in common with these two shows and with all the Inquisitors. Like Inquisitors remind I feel like everyone of two things. It's like Rebels and Star Wars Fallen Order, like Jedi Fallen mm-hmm. Order. So I really do think that if we were to see another Jedi, it would be Cal and it would be kind of casual. Maybe Cal will be the one to kind of save little Leia from Reva. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, be good. Yeah. Now, now that I think about it, this whole Jedi safe house thing does open a lot of doors. Yeah. Yeah. That I've going into the series i was like no don't know how they would do it now this is a pretty easy way for them to bring any jedi in so yeah Yeah. i can see it again try not to freak out about it (laughs) (laughs) get my hopes up oh the fact that cameron monaghan like they're they're casting these voice actors that look like the characters and they're Mm -hmm. basing the characters off of how they look so they could easily bring him in and he could play Cal at any point in his life, which would would be really cool. You know, there are two other smugglers that have hearts of gold that may have turned the corner and might start helping the, uh, the rebellion. My little Martez sisters could very easily be down in those tunnels. And (laughs) I want it. We heard a rumor about uh, them potentially showing up in Ahsoka Huh. Could be so, no, 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 no. That I, I have heard. It's canon because Ahsoka and Trace are girlfriends and they're married by that point. So like she's <laughs> right. definitely there. Yeah, it yeah, writes itself. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But no, yeah. I, I that's like, actually that's... the whole series. It's planning Ahsoka <laughs> and Trace's wedding. Yeah. Sabine's <laughs> there. That's why they're all there. Hera, they're they're gonna have a wedding in the ghost. <laughs> I, I could wedding. see Trace and Rafa uh being kind of at this point in the story after me- meeting Ahsoka during the Clone Wars and, mm-hmm. and, and then in... still helping her. Yeah, and then in a bad batch, that, that was mm-hmm. like, mm, let's do it. More yeah, Martez I'll, I'll, sisters. Man, th- this whole Jedi safe house thing opens a lot of doors that I would have otherwise been like, nah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But now it's I, like I the world between it. worlds, but in that's real exactly life. what I was thinking. About. <laughs> 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 but totally it actually works that. this way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Gotta find a way to bring up the world between worlds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> every, every episode. <laughs> uh, Star Orange, thank you for the next su- two super chats. Halfway already, do you still think we could get Clone Wars flashbacks and maybe Cal as part of saving uh, the Force Sensitives? Uh, also, a brother. Did we know this? Will we see uh, Obi-Wan's brother? Um, for the brother, I don't think so. I think that mm-hmm. was just kind of like uh, him bonding with Leia over their yeah. lost family, in a sense. Yeah, and plus we oh. we know he thought of Anakin like a brother, and he's thinking a lot mm-hmm. about Anakin right now, so that could also bring up those memories. Yeah, it's it's interesting that he didn't take that opportunity to talk to Leia about her family. Mm-hmm. Instead, he talked about his own, right? That was a choice. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah, I wonder if ready. it's just not his place. Yeah, I feel like he was kind of protecting her. But that mm-hmm. whole moment of him alluding to like, well, just talking about knowing her mom and like 
but I mean, it was it was so gorgeous. And then she so intuitively kind of gave like Return of the Jedi vibes, where she was just like, "Oh, like you knew her." And it's just that that force sensitivity like vibes right there is just so gorgeous. So well, I'm wondering if is Leia going to end up on Tatooine at some point in time? like and be somewhere near luke so when that like somehow i've always known like there was a force connection there at one point in time like i'm here for that mm-hmm. even if they don't meet even, <laughs> even if they don't meet yeah. like you could just feel like oh there's like some vibe over there and i'm picking that up mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah i want it yeah <laughs> plus go back to tatooine anytime like <laughs> <laughs> it's the default. Park the car at Tatooine. It's yeah. the default location. <laughs> it's the best. I think every every hyperdrive has Tatooine just pre-programmed <laughs> in. <laughs> it's the default setting. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And we can get possibly more Pelly that way too. I mean, let's. Just, okay, that's the only reason Pelly. to go to oh, Tatooine. Young Pelly, young Pelly. Always, always oh my more God. Pelly. Oh, we saw the cutest. Kelly cosplay uh this that was like a young girl cosplay as her oh my god it was I so know. cute there were some great ones oh, oh I love that. that's so cute i had it right here oh it was just the cutest thing oh, oh my god my. what a legend oh, what really a legend. oh that's flawless that's wow I'm, I'm sorry jack Eli and Michael, but I have a new favorite child ever in the world. <laughs> oh, my oh my god, that's so amazing! <laughs> uh, let's see. We're, we're gonna do uh, two more questions here with our guests. We told them we would let them go uh, at seven, and we've already gone over that. But uh, I want to do two more here. Oh, <laughs> uh, first, from Harold Number One. Thank you for your super chat. Uh, do we know how the Inquisitor's numerical naming system works? How is the fifth brother next in line? How does he have seniority over the third sister? I think mm. it's all Bantha Poodoo. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love how their their sibling arguments are just like any other siblings. So right. like, no, I'm next. No, I'm next. No, Vader told me I'm next. Yeah, Vader but likes I, me more. It's, it's like dad's dead. Just who gets the house? I get the house. It's like you yeah. know. Oh, uh, that's so crazy. And then like going behind each other's backs too to talk to Vader. It's just like kids, kids and parents. It's it's yeah. so classic. I love it. Yeah, it's it was Palpatine it, naming them that way. That way they would like inner fight with one another and Palpatine's just mm-hmm. gonna he knows how to exactly just... yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> I honestly think that's right he probably pulled numbers out of a hat uh-huh. randomly and <laughs> and they're all just constantly butting heads and competing mm-hmm. with each other because that's what he wants uh I also really like one of my friends suggested that it's kind of like the naming convention for SEAL Team 6 which was named that way so that people would be like well how many SEAL teams are there and the, the Inquisitor's like, how many are there? We don't know. There's at least 10, I think. It, there could be more. But uh, th- that that's something that I always liked as an idea, that they're named that way for intimidation purposes as well. Also, as the resident non-binary, um, I just have to say, since it's Pride Month, I would live if there is, like, a Inquisitor that went by, like, some sort of, like, because, like, you know, fifth, yes. you know, this sister, this brother sounds really cool. But I'm like, what is like the like gender nonconforming equivalent where they're just like ready to kick butt? Like I would live if there was one at some point. 
Yeah, that'd be cool. So cool. But it would sound, but it would be like, yeah, it would have to be like a really like good name though, because like (laughs) sister and brother hit so hard. So we'd need to get Mm -hmm. it is, yeah. (laughs) And you don't want to, yeah, you don't want to say just sibling. Yeah, like, yeah, like 10 sibling. It's like, mm. I don't know, but that, Chase, that would, we're that gonna, gonna figure this out. We're gonna mark. I, it. No, I literally was brainstorming today. I was like, "What would that yeah. be?" So we'll, we'll do, do it. Something. Figure it out and then cosplay it. Period. Yes. <laughs> yes. <you> Love that. <laughs> you, you have eleven months. No. <laughs> we, yeah, we weren't <laughs> gonna go to London, but now we're going to. Now we have to. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you're really gonna have to pull a Mary Poppins scene out there because that would be the place to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, our next one here is from Dan Ritter. Thanks, Dan. In the legendary tradition of Mustafar is burning, the archives are open, <laughs> Hetty. <laughs> oh, oh, Dan, that was like so perfect in a deep cut, and I loved everything going on there. Exactly. Yes, thank you. The gays brought it today. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Oh, God, I love it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> Well, I, I wanted to make sure we got to that one before we let you go. Uh, but before we do, can everyone uh, just let us know where everyone watching can find you? Uh, Brian, why don't you start? Yep. Uh, you can follow me and the show at Serving Pink Milk on Twitter, Instagram, kind of sort of TikTok. And uh, make sure you follow us on YouTube here. We will be uh, streaming on Friday at 9.30 Eastern going over parts one, two, and three with um, probably a lot more (laughs) of this sass. So, you know, (laughs) maybe the steam room gets a little saucier though. So, you know, come prepare. (laughs) That's okay. You all did a great job of keeping it PG 13 today. (laughs) Oh, I did. Oh my. Yeah. I felt we were, we had a panel at celebration and I was really, really trying and I messed up a few times and there's this poor little 11 year old, like looking right at me. And I just saw these little doe eyes every time. I was like, Oh my gosh. Luckily I could mute Brian's mic from where I was sitting. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Chase, where can everyone find you? Um, I make YouTube videos. You can find me on YouTube. I'm That Gay Jedi on YouTube, as well as Twitter at underscore That Gay Jedi, as well as Pink Milk every Friday night. Um, and if you like horror, and listen, it's Pride Month, so we talk queer horror on a podcast called Fear Queers as well. Thank you, Chase. M. Good. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at Hutzleia, H-U-T-T-S-L-E-I-A. Ship who you want. All ships are valid. Thank you, M. And Mark? All right. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at I'm a Diablito y que la fuerza te acompañe. Thank you all so That's much. Awesome. We, we have the link tree uh, down in the description. Please do go follow Pink Milk and everyone you see here. They're dear, dear friends. We had... Uh, I, I miss all of you already celebration was so much fun hanging out I, uh, I hope we get to hang out again soon you guys should you. definitely come to london yeah i i'm really just film if you're listening um <laughs> gladly take month? them checks it's pride month shout out at the closing ceremonies i think that means they want us to come back so uh, yeah there you go there i you go. know congratulations congratulations. Yeah, congratulations and you too <laughs> thank you thank you all so much oh for having us God. it really means yeah. a lot yes. it was thank just you so, so much it's always a huge pleasure to come on the show thank you so much for for yeah. having us it's, it's wonderful thank you 
Also, Alex, on a personal level, we sat together during Visions, and thank you for pretending to not notice every time I was sobbing, every time 2B1 was mentioned. Yeah, there was a lot of little tears shed that day. Oh, every time, I can't do it. I love that little sweet, sweet boy. Oh, perfect. It was hard to ignore when you jumped on your chair and screamed, but well, I just pretended. <laughs> thank well, you all so much thank you. For, right. for hanging out and talking Obi Wan Kenobi thank with us. You. Take care. Bye. Steam Bye. Queens, thank you for showing up. I saw you over there. Thank you. Yes. Thank Bye. you all so much. Bye. Bye. All right. We are going to knock out the rest of these questions. So, our next one up is from Power Rangers Rock. Thank you so much, Power Rangers. I think the Grand Inquisitor from Kenobi is different from the one in Rebels. There's nothing saying there was only one Grand Inquisitor. I would agree with you if it weren't the exact same species. That seems <laughs> a little odd. <laughs> yeah, I mean, has there been anything else that has pointed to the fact that there have been different Grand Inquisitors in this time period? Uh, not that we know of. There's a Grand Inquisitor that's a Powan in the Darth Vader comics, which take place right after uh, Revenge of the Sith. And then we have the same Powan Grand Inquisitor in Star Wars Rebels. So I think it's the same one. I mean, we, we've thrown around jokey possibilities. Like, there, there's clones of him lying around with larger heads and stuff like <laughs> that. Uh, now, I think it is meant to be the same one, and I will think that until proven otherwise i think that's the the most simple solution and the one that makes the most sense yeah agreed uh, batman is my dad thank you for the next two super chats do you think we're gonna get another vader and obi-wan showdown uh welcome back alex and molly miss the streams thank you and also i don't think the grand inquisitor is dead because he is such a huge part of rebel story unless <laughs> Oh, Batman. It's the world between worlds. I know Alex agrees. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> I, I mean, okay. We all know that that's not how the world between worlds works. But also, Palpatine doesn't have access to it right now. So I don't think there's any Darksider that would be able to save the Grand Inquisitor that way. Uh, Obviously, Vader totally... has access to it. Or else, he, how, how else is he going to sneak up on people? He's loud. Yeah, he's just like doing little teleporties. <laughs> teleporties? Teleporties. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's the same Grand Inquisitor, and I, I agree. He's not dead. Even if he never shows up again in this series, he's not dead. That My my whole video tomorrow is all about that. But it's it's basically the, the whole Orn Free Taw thing from last year in the Bad Batch all over again. Mm -hmm. If you're only watching the Bad Batch, and you see Orn Free Tog get shot in the head, then he's dead. But if you read Lords of the Sith, you know that he survived. And it doesn't really matter either way. Mm -hmm. um, so for, for people who have only ever watched the live-action shows, the Grand Inquisitor might be dead to them. But someday, they might watch Star Wars Rebels, and they'll be like, oh, wait a second. It's that guy. He, he survived <laughs> that. Which is no different from our friends who watched Solo, a Star Wars story with us, and they were like, didn't that dude get cut in half? And Mall, we were like, yeah, yeah, he survived on pure rage. <laughs> he was a spider monster for a little while. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get into all that. <laughs> we were just like, nah. yeah, he lived. <laughs> Check out the Clone Wars. Yeah, there's, there's definitely more to Maul. <laughs> yeah. 
it's basically the same thing, except we're seeing it happen in reverse. Like we know he survived and now we're seeing something where he should have been mortally wounded, but we know he's not. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, are we going to get another Vader and Obi-Wan showdown? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't that, know that how can't be the one. Like we yeah. got to give Obi-Wan a fighting chance. He was just so terrified out of his mind in this entire episode you know you could tell like as soon as he turned that lightsaber on he you could tell like he was like i don't even know if i remember how to use this thing he was basically using it like a flashlight uh so we gotta let obi-wan muster up a little more uh courage and just get his thoughts and emotions in order and then we'll have probably a final showdown i'm not even convinced that it's gonna be that climactic action wise i just want them to really have a heart to heart chit chat about their feelings which i'm sure that, i don't know if I'm anakin's sure. going to be up for that <laughs> you know probably not but i i said from the beginning that i hoped that their final showdown would be would get to a point where the two of them would be separated in a way that kind of like they were on a few times on Mustafar where they were just like physically not able to get to each other. Sure. So if the, if whatever their final showdown fight is like, I want it to get to a point where it's like that and all they have left to use are their words and they can just have a couple final blows that way. Yeah. Use your words guys. That's, that's all I want for boys to do. I, I do think you're right. And I think you might be onto something because yeah, there are those moments where they were just, floating down the lava river yelling at each other like i have failed you anakin so that that can and should happen again i would like that um they also uh ewan mcgregor said that the fighting was more along the lines of the prequels uh the fighting style so far i would say that it hasn't been the case i would say it was more along the lines of the originals but that's because obi-wan is clearly not like in his right state of mind and if yeah. the second fight does seem more choreographed like i think that would be a cool way to show him coming back to who he was but i i think that part of the prequel fighting style is a little bit conversational unless you're dealing with darth maul because he was pretty quiet <laughs> mm -hmm. a man a few words yeah yeah <laughs> uh ray is a on oh excuse me ray is anaya uh I hope I said that right. I'm sorry if I didn't. Thank you for the super chat. I have a feeling a part of these episodes are not real. They're visions or dreams similar to Yoda's duel versus Palpatine in season six of the Clone Wars. Hmm. Uh, I, we kind of speculated that that would be possible because originally I was trying to find a way to leave Pal or leave Obi-Wan on Tatooine. I didn't want him to leave Tatooine. But they found a very, very good reason for him to leave Tatooine. And I think it would be upsetting for Obi-Wan to go through all this stuff with Leia and Vader. And then he wakes up and it's like, it was all a dream or a <laughs> vision as part of my training to become one with the Force. Like, I don't, I don't see people reacting to that well. <laughs> yeah, no, I think this like you said earlier about giving this show a lot of leeway. Uh, this is, this is just one of those stories that a lot of people have been really looking forward to. And 
it's something that's been rumored for a really long time. So I think there's a, a way that the creators want to tell the story. And I don't think they would turn around and say, just kidding, none of this actually happened. Obi-Wan's just still really sad and, and alone. Because, you know, Obi-Wan has to go <laughs> through quite a journey to get where he is and, and a new hope to, to be able to help Luke. I, I do think that this could... I It's been a while since we've watched that arc from the Clone Wars. We're almost there. <laughs> We're almost there. So close. But I kind of feel like this could count towards Obi-Wan's training where like Yoda had to face his darkest self uh, and he had to go through these trials, like you say, like fighting uh, Palpatine, even though it was a vision. I, I do think that this could wind up being equivalent to that training in some way. Um, but I don't think it's all a vision. I don't think it should be. Yeah. <laughs> Coleslaw is here. Thank you, Coleslaw, for the super chat. Uh, oh, there's nothing about space avocados in here. Okay, I was. <laughs> now is not the time, Alex. <laughs> I just assumed. I just assumed I was about to learn something. <laughs> Thank you, Coleslaw. Recul Reckless speculation. The first episode's prequel recap seemed to make a point of lingering on Jar Jar at Padme's funeral. What are y'all's odds on Ahmed Best joining Hayden's comeback tour in this? Um, I don't remember them lingering on him, but I've been meaning to rewatch the first two episodes. I just haven't had time since we got home. Uh, I mean, I watched him on the plane and Molly fell right to sleep, but... <laughs> Look, it was a... I've never been so exhausted as I have asked after this trip. I think I really pushed myself to the we limit. We did. We did way too much. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. We're going to make the London trip a lot longer and try to make time for some more uh, relaxing activities. But anyways, we got on the yes, plane, I fell asleep. We put asleep. on the laptop. We got the headphone splitter. And Molly was like, yay. <laughs> yes, I fell asleep. <laughs> it's because it's it's not the the best format to watch the show on a laptop on a plane. Oh sure, sure, sure. Saving it. <laughs> uh, but odds on Ahmed Best being in this series? Um, I don't think he would be in it as Jar Jar. I think it would be really really neat if he showed up as a cameo somewhere, just because it's Ahmed Best and he, you know. It, He's gotten so much love the past couple of years uh, for, you know, his stuff in the prequels. And he's come back around to it. And he was in Jedi Temple Challenge, which was amazing. Oh, what if he could he show up as his character from that? That is like a totally <laughs> uh, different well, we timeline. But I mean, we, we don't know when Jedi Temple Challenges takes place. Uh, I'm going to give Jar Jar a 40% chance of appearing. I think there's a chance, just like we 40%. saw C-3PO uh, on Alderaan. What if when we go back to Alderaan, when Leia is safely delivered home, Jar Jar is there? I I mean, I would love it. I, I just, would too. Every time we bring up a new possible cameo, I'm like, I don't know, do they have time? We only have three more episodes, but... It's it's definitely possible. Oh, and then in flashbacks, maybe too. Sure. 
Sure. Yeah, that's possible. It's all possible. I, I'm going to go 40% chance. I don't think it's likely, but I don't think it's super, super unlikely. Okay. Classic weatherman, 40% chance of yeah. anything happening. There's a 40% chance of Jar Jar today. <laughs> uh, Coleslaw, thank you for another super chat. I was moved by Obi-Wan's lament about the loss of Mapuzo's avocado fields. There it is. There it uh, is. Yes, the planet was drab, but it's a nice visual reinforcement of how the Empire fails to improve the lives of its citizens. Yes, uh, Mapuzo was once famous for its space avocado fields. And then the, <laughs> the Empire came in and started mining Ventrian. I forget what what that Some, was that they mined something there. Something like that. <laughs> that sounds right. Mm. Well, thank you for the, uh, the avocado fact of the day, Coleslaw. Yes. Uh, Doomslayer420, thanks for the super chat. Chekhov's Force Ghost strikes again. Uh, yeah, we're definitely getting a Force Ghost in this series. Oh, he's mentioned quite. Oh, we we didn't even talk about Qui Gon, but he's mentioned yeah. him several times now, and we heard some some old audio from the prequels of Qui Gon in this third episode. It's only a matter of time before he shows up. Yeah, I have to imagine. I, I'm trying to think of like that one guy said. If Top Gun Two ever comes out, I'll eat a shoe, and I'm trying to think of something reasonable. To say if Qui Gon's not in this, I'll I'll do X. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We can think take, of something. You'll but take Qui -Gon's a shot. Going to be in this. You'll take a shot out of a shoe because we know that's a thing already. Uh, I don't think that would bug me that much, but sure. <laughs> People would want to see it still. If Andy can do it, I can do it. <laughs> uh, Ken Plume, thank you for the next three super chats. Dropping three episodes in less than a week certainly helps. I'm sad about it. I'm. I I'm know. Bothered. I mean, and like we talked about at the top of this episode, how there's already been three episodes, and this is our first live stream that we're doing about it. I was, I was thinking today. I was like, oh, we're we're back in in live stream weekly live stream season talking about the shows, and I was like, oh crap, we've only got three to talk about. But yeah. you know we're we're getting fed very well as Star Wars fans. We've got plenty of stuff coming. I don't want to complain. Yeah, I know it, it's just the fact that you know Obi Wan is a big big deal, and the fact that we're zipping through it so fast. It really is. So, maybe okay. we'll do maybe we'll do a post season wrap up episode because I've been wanting to do that for the past few shows just to talk about the whole thing one more time, if we have time. Maybe. I mean, we'll have some time in between Kenobi and Andor, so we'll see. Uh, the next one from Ken. Predictions for Reva's ultimate fate. This one's tough. She is so similar to so many characters that I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to do with her that hasn't been done before. Well, I'm... I'm not super worried about it being done before. Have we have we had a character that's gone to be an inquisitor or a dark side character that we've seen as a survivor of Order 66? Uh Trilla, second sister. Okay. So other than her, which she didn't have a history with 
Obi-Wan or Anakin, as far as we know. No. So I think that makes Reva's story a little bit more unique, even though that hasn't been confirmed yet. We think she's got to have some kind of history with these main characters. I think that makes her a lot more unique in this situation. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I I'm not worried about her being redeemed um, because that it's Star Wars, you know, people are redeemed in star wars <laughs> that's kind of a thing um i you know i guess i guess if if that's the route they take i don't want her to follow the the trilla route of kind of being redeemed and immediately dying mm -hmm. and that's the same for darth vader and ben solo like if you're gonna redeem her keep her alive let's figure out some you know what as I'm saying it, it feels like it fits within the themes of these shows or this show specifically because so many times they've talked about Obi-Wan, you've made mistakes and it's time to face them. And in episode two, we meet Haja and he's like, look, I've made mistakes and I'm trying to atone. I want to help you. In episode three, we meet uh, Tala. And she's like, I joined the Empire when I thought they were good and I realized what they are. And now I'm trying to fix that. So that that does fit within the theme of this show of uh, of Reva realizing <laughs> that she she can get away from this life and uh, be better. And, and same with Obi-Wan. They're kind of these parallel characters. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I guess that's my best guess for now. Redemption <laughs> and survival and atonement. Please do not redeem her and kill her just like Trilla, if that's what is going to happen. Even if it's to somehow save Leia. Since she she's go, she's the one going after Leia. She's the main threat to Leia. Yeah. I could and, and see I do that like that turning around. Yeah. I like the, and we're still kind of assuming we're right about Reva being, excuse me, one of the girls from, uh, okay? sorry, Over there? <laughs> just finished my beer. Uh, if Reva you. is one of those younglings that uh, what was someone that was taken by the empire and forced into becoming an inquisitor. And now she's doing that same thing to Leia. I do think that she's about to be at kind of a turning point where she has to go through with that or not. Um, Especially so we'll if she is putting a lot of the blame on Obi-Wan. If she can just see the potential of what Leia is going to do for the future of the rebellion and how Obi-Wan is going to play into helping her. If Reva can get a glimpse of that and realize how that all could play out in the future, I think that could be a cool turning point for her to be like, okay, you know what? I need to, I need to help them survive and get out of this. Plus I just like when women hold, like support and raise up other women, <laughs> even if they start out bad guys. Yeah. I mean, so many people in star Wars have started out bad guys. It's fine. Yeah. That I, I think my big worry is that they're going to repeat Trilla 
because I, God, like obviously everyone here probably knows how much I love Fallen Order. And I loved seeing the team grow and grow and grow. And when Trilla kind of started to be cool, I was like, yes, like we're going to get an Inquisitor on our team. And then Darth Vader showed up. I was like, no. <laughs> so I, I just don't want that to happen again. Because I know I'm, I make that argument sometimes that, you know, not everyone that watches these shows has played the games or read the books. So, yeah, sometimes story beats get repeated. But I, I don't want this one to be repeated. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, our last one here from Ken Plume. Thanks, Look Ken. at us trying to be quick with these with these questions. <laughs> <laughs> They're good questions. They are. They are good questions. Uh, Quinlan is definitely in Jedi Survivor, right? Maybe at this point. The, that trailer was so vague that I knew it was going to be. It's just a teaser trailer. Um, yeah. He was in, it, who's I, in that back to tank? Who knows? <laughs> See, I appreciate that uh, Fallen Order is fairly set apart from any other Star Wars story. I really like that. So... Mm -hmm. I, I kind of hope it continues to not be too, too connected with anything, but we'll see yeah. if Cal winds up being in this show. <laughs> uh, maybe people were pointing out that Star Wars Jedi Survivor takes place 10 years after Revenge of the Sith, same time as the Kenobi show. And I did not know that until right now. I, yeah. I still have articles to catch up on reading. <laughs> yeah, it's like people who complain about the galaxy feeling too small and this, you have too many reoccurring connections with the same characters. They, they must not know about all the amazing stories and the games and the books and the comics. Cause like, there's like all this other cool stuff out there. Yeah. Um, let's move on to the Wolfie who has the next two super chats. Thank you. Not too related to Kenobi, but do you think we could see Quinlan in Jedi Survivor <laughs> now that he's determined <laughs> to be acted in that time frame? I should have just read the next one. Honestly, I mean, yeah. Especially I if he shows up. Possible, yeah. If he shows up first in live action and in, in a show like Obi-Wan, absolutely we could see him pop up in games, comics. Yeah, like a mention in a show, even if he doesn't appear in the show, I'm always like, okay, that makes him appearing in a video game or a book or comic or something, I feel like that makes it more likely than the other way around. Mm -hmm. Quinlan Voss has been mentioned in comics and stuff for years uh, yeah. since the Darth Vader comics by Charles Soule, which started in 2017. So uh, it, it's been a long time coming, but I don't think Charles Soule was hinting at anything. Maybe they're hinting at something in live action. Uh, and the second one from the wolf, he says, Vader holds his breath to sneak up on people. <laughs> he absolutely does, because we see it in Empire. He's like doing all that he super heavy breathing after popping out from around the corner to, to surprise Luke. Uh, yeah, Molly was making that joke earlier and uh, talking about how, you know, this is like 15 years before Empire. So he's not completely out of breath by the time he catches up to, <laughs> to Obi-Wan. Mm hmm. Uh, Ewing or Iwing, I hope I said that right. Thank you for the super chat. Why was James Earl Jones not mentioned in the review? Uh, because I mentioned 
him in my everything I love about Obi-Wan Kenobi video, which isn't coming in out until after the series is over. So, so obviously you wouldn't know that or anything, but uh, I don't know. So you've like, already started on that. Yeah. I, I try to keep up with that episode by episode. Um, so in my mind, I was like, I already talked about James Earl Jones um, mm -hmm. when I, when I did not in the review itself, but obviously I'm very happy to have uh, James Earl Jones back. Yeah. I think it, I can't remember whose review I was watching. Maybe it was Dan Merle's review. It was, he was saying that, uh, he sounded better as Vader in this than he did in Rogue One. Hmm. It sounded more like a New Hope uh, Vader. Hmm. I'd have to go back and listen <laughs> to, to all of them, but, you know, I, I thought he sounded great in both of them. Mm -hmm. I'm just waiting for his awesome, like, puns about yeah. choking on aspirations and whatnot. That's true. He hasn't dropped a killer joke yet, and we need that. <laughs> uh, James Lucas, thank you for the next super chat. Hope we see Obi-Wan saved by unknown characters more. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I really he like needs, the two new characters we've met. He needs all the help he can get right now. He's in a very vulnerable, uh, weird, weird place. So he needs everyone's help. Yeah, like, I, I like meeting new and different characters like Haja. I really, really like Haja. And by the way, they, they put a Funko Pop out of him today, uh, which I was immediately like, I want that. Looking at it, it doesn't look like he looked in episode two. So fingers crossed that he pops back up. He, yeah. he seems to be part of this underground network. I really want him to appear again. And I, and I like Tala a lot. I think he'll be back. Yeah. Uh, Cassia Pidgeop, thank you for the super chat. Do you think Kenobi having a brother is a reference to Owen being his brother in the EU at first? And will it have implications for future stories? I had the exact same thought. <laughs> I don't yeah. think that it's necessarily a reference it could be a, a very subtle reference just to bring up the fact that he maybe had a brother. But the fact, the idea of Owen being his brother just does not fit in any way, shape, or form in these new stories. Oh, so No, not at all. Like, I, I think uh, Cassia is just saying, is, is this a fun little nod to back when he had a brother mm -hmm. uh, before that was changed by the prequels? Could be. Maybe. Uh, I had that thought, but I don't know. It could have implications for future stories. Um, but if it's the case, I don't think that they're hinting towards anything. Like, in this story, I think he was just trying to connect with Leia when Leia was asking about, you know, her real family and Obi-Wan was just trying to tell her what he remembered about his real family. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that, because the fact that he, all he remembered was there being a baby there. And so that, that maybe that meant he had a sibling. So I wonder if he was saying that to be like, you have a sibling that you might remember. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember any babies? <laughs> uh, Theral Unfiction, thank you for the next two super chats. Uh, like what? Freck, no drawings of the mole guy there? <laughs> 
He was none of us drew Freck. Too hard to draw. <laughs> His little. It, it is. Yeah. Well, part of the doing the drawings, it's kind of like a game of uh, is it categories? Is that what's the game where you try to write words that no one else writes? Maybe never, categories. Never mind. I don't know. It's, it's like you, you try to figure out what's the most popular thing going to be. I don't want to draw the most popular thing. Oh, yeah. And so we okay. try to draw something else. Yeah. And the second one is like, you know, Maul upset Vader beats Obi-Wan there. <laughs> So oh, I, yeah. I do think, yeah, I think. I'm that's sure if Maul, true. I'm sure if Maul got got wind of what happened there, he'd be like. But I also think that he, it, I don't know if he's faced Maul at this point, or if Maul has faced Vader at this point. But I do think at some point they fought. I think Maul knows Vader is stronger than he is, mm-hmm. and so if he heard about this, he'd probably be like, "Yeah, makes sense." <laughs> Doesn't mean he's happy about it. Yeah. I think so too. Trill Jen, thank you for the next super chat. Very generous. Thank you, Jen. Uh, or Trill, I think Riva was waiting for a Jedi to return to the temple to rescue her, but she sees Obi-Wan's message, which crushes her hope. Ooh. When she talks about the Jedi abandoning people, she's projecting her own feelings, opinions. I think you're onto something. I forgot what, about his message. What if she was hiding and couldn't get to Obi-Wan and Yoda while they came back to the temple. And thought that they, that they were going to go find this, any potential survivors. Yeah. Like they just came in, <laughs> didn't look for anyone else, came in, made the message and left. And Reva was like, I'm right here. That's a good reason for her to be pissed off at Kenobi. It really is. Mm. I don't think that's a, I, I I'm going to keep an eye out for that. I think you might be onto something. That's pretty yeah. good. Just another way that the Jedi were so blindsided. They didn't even think that there could have been survivors that they could have gone back for and, and mm-hmm. saved. Yeah. They were too worried about what was happening and getting out too concerned about the Sith and ending the Sith. And I mean, that's kind of the story of the Jedi in the Clone Wars is forgetting about, you know, the people that they had to help. I think that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Andres Alvarez, thank you for the next one. How petty was Vader to literally drag Kenobi through the fire and keep bragging, it's your turn to suffer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Vader's always been... uh Petty and dramatic. I mean, yeah, M M said it well. It's Anakin's petulance is seeping through into what Vader is doing now. Yeah. And you know, you know, he's been thinking about doing this to Obi Wan this entire time. Like, oh, if I ever get the chance, I'm going to drag him through the fires of Mustafar or whatever's close to it. Yeah. I really, really, like I said, I like that scene. I don't like seeing Obi-Wan get burned necessarily, but I like that they've both now gone through something similar and that we're going to see Obi-Wan come out the other side uh, stronger, I hope, uh, whereas Vader didn't. And, And seeing how they react to going through the same thing, basically. Mm hmm. 
<laughs> uh, Psychopathy, thank you for the next super chat. Ben's been gone for a while. Is the EOB okay? <laughs> I assume I'm sure one of his neighbors is taking care of it. I figure he got Tika to house it, the, the Jawa. Yeah. Or, or the Jawa is just going to come and rob him blind. Probably both. <laughs> keep keep EOP fed. I hope the Jawa. Yeah. I hope the Jawa is like, because they're kind of fickle and, you know, but I hope that they just have a soft spot for animals. And so he's just spoiling it rotten right now. Mm. <laughs> I just because I saw this and thought it was hilarious. Uh, well done, Patricio. <laughs> Obi-Wan's been roasted by both brothers in three episodes. <laughs> uh, the Dang. next two Super Chats come from Jon Snow Rules. Uh, first is, this series feels like a movie at times. Does Vader have a room where he sits back and watches replays of Revenge of the Sith? Also, <laughs> more duels, please. Also, I, mean, I love that Ahsoka nightmares. show will give Rebels love. I'm I'm sure Vader has nightmares about everything that happened in Revenge of the Sith. So, yeah, I mean, he he probably thinks about it a lot. I don't think he he constantly watches it on a replay repeat, but the same way Kenobi was having dreams about Anakin. Uh, yeah, I, I think Vader probably dreams about that. Uh. Cassia Pidgeop, thank you for another super chat. The rescue of Force-sensitive children is a recurring theme in this series. Haja's business, The Path, Kenobi rescuing Leia, it returns every episode. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's all about Kenobi. He, he was hiding behind Luke, like he has his own child to save or protect, but he was using that as a shield and like a reason to not do anything. Mm -hmm. Be like, oh, well, like Luke really needs me. It's like, no, he's got his uncle and his aunt. But Leia needs you yeah. now. And Bill straight up called him out on it, too. Yeah. Like, she is just as important. And she is actively in danger. <laughs> Luke is pretending to pod race on his house. Like, he'll be I mean, fine. Yeah, she, she does so much more active work being in the, the, the Senate, being a senator being a part of the rebellion for so long before Luke even gets involved. So mm -hmm. she's more important. <laughs> it, it is interesting though, that at this point in time, they've specified that like, they don't let her leave the planet. And I wonder if we're going to see that change. Um, because Leia seems just as overprotected as Luke does at this yeah. moment. But we know that eventually, yeah, she becomes part of the Senate and she is part of the junior legislative program and all that stuff. So eventually Breha and Bale back off and stop helicopter parenting. Uh, and she will get to go out into the galaxy, whereas Luke doesn't really. But it's interesting that they're in the same boat right now. Mm -hmm. I think if Obi-Wan gets the chance, he'll tell Bale, like, she did great out on the road yeah. <laughs> and talking to people and she, she can absolutely read people really well. And maybe after that, they'll loosen the reins a little bit. Mm, I think so. 
Uh, Sean Pisano, thank you for the next super chat. Uh, there's no message. If you have one, shoot one over to one of our mods, and uh, we'll make sure to take care of that. But thank you, Sean. And Megan Wilson, thank you for your question. Suggested episodes prior to the premiere by StarWars.com include Satine. Do you think we'll get a mention of her, or were they just backstory? If we do those Clone Wars flashbacks, could be. Could be. I don't, I I don't know. I don't think we're going to get anything from Satine in this. I just think that a lot of people read into that and thought, oh, that must mean Satine is going to be part of all of this. But I think those were just, there were Obi-Wan episodes just as much as they were about Satine. So I don't know if I want to read into that too much. I agree with you. I think that they were trying to get people into the Clone Wars, and that's a nice hook to introduce the idea that, oh, like, Obi-Wan also had kind of a Padme uh, to Anakin, or he had Satine like Anakin had Padme, uh, mm -hmm. but he was able to let her go. And he does have a little extra understanding of Anakin. I Especially now that we're three episodes in, I think it would be a struggle <laughs> to include Satine in a meaningful way. Yeah, because like, I don't, I don't want this to come off as like flippant, but like the only woman that matters in Obi Wan's life right now is Leia. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is kind of the center of his universe right now. So we could absolutely see flashes of Satine as a, as a flashback while he's healing. But I just don't think we have time to cover that story right now. It's all about his history with Anakin, how that's going to play out in the next three episodes and how he's going to help Leia get back to Alderaan. Yeah, I agree. Matthew, cool and ad. Thank you for the next super chat. What if Obi-Wan's brother is <laughs> Ray's maternal ancestor? Uh, no. <laughs> Why? I don't like. Obi-Wan's brother is too, too connected. Too much. <laughs> we, we, we already know Ray's uh, DNA connections. I don't think we're going to get any more convoluted than, than the Palpatine stuff. Yeah, it's already a mess. I don't need to add Kenobis into the mix. <laughs> Let's keep someone sacred and separate from Palpatine, shall yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> S. Aston, thank you for your super chat. Inquisitors are acknowledged as Force users. Why is the Force dismissed by the Imperials and A New Hope? Uh, just because it's an actual thing doesn't mean people will always respect it. I mean, I think when Admiral Mahdi is saying, don't frighten us with your sorcerer's ways, I don't think he was saying, I don't believe you can force choke me. <laughs> I don't think he was trying to do that so much as say, the Death Star is bigger. I mean, one of the themes of A New Hope is technology versus faith. And when we get to the end and all of the trench runs fail as they're trying to use their targeting computers, and Luke is the one to turn his technology off 
to use his faith to guide the missile in like that. That's just what that movie is about. So the empire is overly reliant on technology. That doesn't mean that they don't believe in the force, especially when, yeah, I think Vader's probably got a reputation at this point. Mm-hmm. Plus by the time of a new hope, just all the Imperials are are set up to look so pompous and sure of themselves and sure of their achievements that by that time, all the only force user they know is Vader and they know who Vader's boss is and it's Palpatine. So they're just like, he's nothing to worry about. The force is nothing anymore. We're in charge now. This station is the ultimate power in the galaxy. Like they're not even phased by the idea of, of the force anymore. Yeah. And that's why Vader's got to, you know, put some of them in their place every once (laughs) in a while, but (laughs) just give them a little squeeze, a little squeeze. (laughs) Reminding them that he's still there. <laughs> uh-huh. Anthony Badge, thank you for the super chat. There is uh, no message, but if you have one, again, shoot it over to our mods. Garth McMurray, thank you for another super chat. Speaking of lightsabers, I loved the wall display of lightsabers taken from dead Jedi in the Inquisitor's meeting room. Can you identify any of them? I missed that. And I'm going to look for it right now. <laughs> I don't... I missed that, too. I didn't even... No, that was a thing. I think I know what you're talking display about. Display of lightsabers taken from dead Jedi. Huh. I mean, we know in the comics we see that scene of oh, them wow. like, melting them all, but maybe they kept a few as just like little visual trophies and reminders. Hmm. I completely missed that. Um, they do look too small to make out especially right now but good catch that's cool but yeah they're they're like really small hmm. interesting yeah good uh, catch. Ice. <laughs> ice has the next two super chats thank you ice part three was insane vader was straight up terrifying props to hayden and ewan's performance in those scenes Really liked Indira Varma's character, and the fire scene was brutal. I am totally blown away. Even knowing the OT exists, I was still on the edge and scared for Obi-Wan and Leia if Reva detects her abilities in reading people. I'm not sure what to make of Reva yet or what I want from her, but Moses is definitely killing it. Um, Yeah, I I do think that Reva is meant to be a mystery right now. I think we were supposed to connect the dots between the Order 66 scene and the third sister. Um, but yeah, they, they are like stringing us along with what is her goal? Why does she want revenge against Obi-Wan other than, I think it's more than just wanting the grand inquisitor seat. There's something yeah. more to it. Well, they had that, she had that moment with the, the fifth brother. I can't remember exactly the line, but it was, he, he was basically like, hopefully we all get what we want. What, and she what was like, deserve. or or what you deserve. Yeah. And she kind of like echoed that and had a little moment to herself. So there's definitely more on her plate than we know about. And hopefully we the, find out soon. It was in the first episode that the fifth brother said something like, what are you after? And she says what I'm owed. So like, to me, that's, that's revenge. 
she, mm -hmm. there's something personal going on with Obi-Wan that we just don't know about yet. And I am intrigued by that. Uh, I also liked Indira Varma's character. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. I also was like, I know Obi-Wan gets out of this okay, but I also wasn't expecting to see him burned alive. <laughs> it's the same the same with the Grand Inquisitor. When Reva stabbed him, I was like, I, I gasped because I assumed nothing bad would happen to him because of Star Wars Rebels. And I know mm -hmm. that he is going to survive that. But still, like, that was a shocking moment. I think that that moment had to happen, though. Like, Obi-Wan needed to be... Set on like, fire? No, well, no, but, like, he needed to be snapped out of it. Mm. You know, he's he's still in this place where he was still kind of in denial. Uh, and, you know, he's still just in a weird place mentally where at the beginning of the episode, as soon as they get to the meeting point, no one's there. He's like, oh, I knew it. Mm -hmm. No one was going to be here. Nothing was going to come of this. You know, he's still in such a bad place mentally um, that I think after this, we're going to see him have some flashbacks. He's going to revisit some memories. And I think he's going to snap out of it being like, okay, I got to, I got to do something about this. I got to uh, reconnect to the force. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I hope it's not too much like Book of Boba Fett, but I do think that you are correct. <laughs> uh, Ronan Sohei, thank you for the next super chat. I'm speculating irresponsibly here, but Kenobi will need to get Leia from Fortress Inquisitorius, and Cal has been there. I mean, if you're going to bring him into live action, this is a good opportunity. That would actually be hysterical. <laughs> if, if, if Cal went back just to, like, wreck the fortress again he's like oh i know exactly what to do <laughs> it's like oh yeah i'd love to go wreck shop over there mm -hmm. i hate that place i'll absolutely help you flood it again <laughs> <laughs> i do think you're right i do think Leia's going to be taken to the fortress and uh kenobi's going to have to storm the castle mm. i, I think mean maybe quinlan boss has been there too or at least knows where it is Ever since the mention of uh, what's it, O'Shea Jackson Jr., yeah, uh, I just I love that fan cast. Yeah, I, I think that would be good. Uh, thank, thanks, Reef Tan. I see you're heading now. Have a good night. Bye, Reef Tan. Um, and I, I, honestly, I I agree with Brian. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> Uh, they don't have time. They don't have time to introduce him in the, a proper whole, way. Yeah, the whole thing, the whole Jedi underground network, it, it makes it possible. Um, but it, I don't know. We're, we're a step closer. There's something that maybe they could do in the next episode to change my mind to get another step closer. Uh, but I, I feel like that would just be too much to it would come out of nowhere to people who hadn't played fallen order mm -hmm. i think but still we're one step closer than i thought we would be today <laughs> we're getting there baby steps yeah. <laughs> a book of clouds thank you for your super chat uh do you think obi will tie into rogue one and show a bothan spy uh mm. 
I kind of want them to save that for Andor. I think that's more likely, yeah. <laughs> just because it, it just fits so well. But oh, and then I forget when this came up. Maybe it was on a Lego stream. Someone brought up the idea, or maybe it was a comment on a video. Someone brought up the idea that uh, Mon Mothma would be the reason why the Bothan spies died. Like something out of one of her plans went wrong. So like that just makes that line hit even more like many Bothan spies to bring us this information. And it ended, ended up being like her fault somehow. But that's way later in the timeline. That's like Return of the Jedi era. Yeah, but still. <laughs> just talking about Bothan spies. Just Bothans. I do think if they're going to do Bothans, I think they should save them for Andor. I agree. That's the spy show. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Biederman, thank you for the next super chat. How about Max Rebo's flippers not being ears? Yeah, I've got them just sitting right here. What Phil Tippett confirmed at Star Wars Celebration that I guess we need to do this version of Max where he has no arms and legs, but his ears are flippers. So I guess they're an aquatic species or they're supposed mm -hmm. to be. Whatever. Yeah. He's already it's the weirdest creature in the galaxy so sure his ears are flippers now i'm in <laughs> does that maybe that means his butt cheeks are actually ears something <laughs> something like that sure he's got a hear somewhere <laughs> which uh i want to bring up real quick crack gate max yeah, rebo didn't cool. max rebo didn't have a butt crack at the mandalorian experience where we got to see all the like actual props that they used and they got rid of his butt crack and I don't appreciate that. Release the crack. Yeah. Where's the butt crack, Lucasfilm? <laughs> Where is it? Where's the butt crack? They're censoring Max. <laughs> 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 All right. Things are getting weird. We should wrap up soon. We only got a couple more questions. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah. This is the time of the stream where we start to lose our minds. Uh, mm -hmm. Maddie Gunner, thank you for the super chat. Just you guys are the best uh, <laughs> and an apple in a martini glass. Uh, hey. Thank you. Apple teeny, easy on the teeny. Uh, thank, thank you, Maddie. You. Uh, Robert Bush, thank you for the next super chat. You guys coming to London to see us UK fans in 2023? That's the fan, the, the fan, the plan. That's if we can find a place to stay because apparently hotels are already booking up and it's yeah, Easter weekend. So... If we can play, find a place to stay, then yeah, sure. Yeah, but we're planning on going, yes. Mm -hmm. um, hat. <laughs> I like that name. Just Hat. Hat. Uh, thank you for two super chats and one message. says, what's up? When I left you, I was but a learner. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to be interested to revisit those lines when this series is over and just make sense of it. I'm I'm sure with some flexibility it'll work out. Especially like when I left you, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean when when we last fought, I mm -hmm. was but the learner. Right. Uh, Joel Davis, thank you for your super chat. Leia knowing who Ben Kenobi is, I think adds a lot of context to why she would name her son Ben years later in the future. That's just me. Yeah. Agreed. 
A lot of people said that when The Force Awakens came out, they were like, Han and Leia like didn't know Ben at all or Obi-Wan. So why would they name their son after him? Well, now Leia Leia knows it. Really did. And (laughs) I'm so glad that we're getting all of this to to fill in the timeline a little bit and getting just some of their history together because it's it's really adding a lot uh to to the rest of their stories like um like brian said like by the time we get to a new hope we're gonna have so much more context for just the reason why leia is the way she is yeah arguably leia knew ben more than luke did oh yeah luke (laughs) only knew him for a very short time and i wonder if Luke or if Leia was ever visited by Force Ghost Ben, because I think that would be nice for them to have like one last conversation. Yeah, that would be nice. We we do know in the Rise of Skywalker novelization, it said that uh, the Force Ghosts of Yoda and Ben helped train Leia on occasion. So then, there is yeah. That. I okay. Well, now that we know that, I want to see that just a little glimpse of it in a book. Or something. Yeah. Michael Clace, thank you for the super chat. What's your hottest Kenobi take? The show, not the character. I think I've got one. My hottest take? I don't know if it's that hot. I kind of talked about it a little bit on our live podcast show at Celebration. But the, the fact that Reva doesn't get redeemed. That she just goes out in a blaze of evil glory. <laughs> Maybe I don't it's it's not really that I hope that that is the case. It's just I am a sucker for bad, evil characters. And despite I know a lot of people think, you know, oh, it's Star Wars. Everyone who's bad can be redeemed and will be. I don't think Uh, that's not necessarily true. Everyone, I think, has a chance to be redeemed, but they're not all going to be. Yeah. And granted, that was, I I said that at our podcast before we had seen the first two episodes of Obi-Wan. So like now I might change, be changing my mind a little bit about Reva, but I still think there's potential for her to just go full out evil Sith. I think that is fully on the table. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think my hottest take was that this was, I think the third episode was my least favorite of the bunch so far. Uh, a lot of people seem to like really, really be excited about this one because uh, faders in it. All that stuff was really cool. Um, I don't know. The the setting of it kind of took away from me. Uh, Mapuzo, the planet, it was like, it's just Los Angeles or Arizona or something out there. It didn't, it, it felt like the episode, the tragedy, um, from the Mandalorian where it's like, okay, they just like walked up into some Hills and filmed. And then they went over to a quarry and they filmed. And I think coming off of the heels of episode two with Dayu, Dayu looked really cool. I liked that place a lot. And I think it it just really, really stood out to me and it kind of took me out of the episode a little bit. So Mm -hmm. I I think I would have liked Obi-Wan invaders first confrontation in 10 years to have taken place anywhere else (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, there's but something about the nighttime true. nighttime scenes there. It, it reminded me of one of the Book of Boba Fett scenes where him and Finnick are out in the desert at night. And it just, it, to me, it looked like the volume. Like, I feel like I could see the volume in some of those shots. I don't know. Mm. Uh, Sean Pisano, thank you for another super chat. What if Riva saw her youngling friends killed by Anakin, and this is a plot to get close to him for revenge? Maybe. Could be. It, I guess we would just need uh, a reason for her to have survived, which I, I think we're going to see. I do think we're going to get more of that Order 66 scene. Yeah. I, I do like... I, I go from both extremes with Reva like I could see her staying bad getting worse onto the dark side but I could also see this all being like a weird ploy to get to Vader for revenge be an interesting twist <laughs> yeah there I mean Moses Ingram is playing the character so well at being very mysterious that at this point who knows that that's very true because I'm just like what what are you after? And at, at first I was like, oh, she just wants the Grand Inquisitor seat, like Vader said today. And I'm like, I don't think that's it. If you go back and look at the other episodes and what she says, so yeah, I'm she she definitely has me on the hook where I'm like, what are you after in the in the long run? Yeah. Big Lou's Clubhouse. Thank you for the super chat. Obi-Wan does have a brother named Obi-2. <laughs> he became a pilot for the Royal Navy. Ewan's brother's call sign. I have heard about that. That <laughs> in real life. Yeah, o Ewan McGregor's real life brother, his call sign is Obi-2. Really? Yeah, that's all true. Oh, cool. Or I at least I read me. it on the internet, so I, it must be true, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Sith Rodriguez, thank you for the super chat. Someone mentioned this last episode in Obi-Wan, little Leia and young Jyn Erso in Rogue One are almost wearing the same green jacket. That's probably just like a a brand name that gets thrown around the galaxy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh. I mean, there's not a lot of choices. There's not like gap kids out there for <laughs> for little kids in space. I do like that Leia was like, I'm getting these gloves. I don't care what you say. Yeah, I'm just going to put them on and you're going to give me my gloves. It's, yeah, they're on. They're not coming off. They're mine now. I love their interactions together. You don't I need do the too. gloves. And the, the gloves. Sass. <laughs> yeah. The, the pure sass that is coming out of little baby Leia is mm -hmm. so, so cute. And it just, I, I want to watch all of the Leia content over again after watching this series yeah. just so i can appreciate it more you're my daughter we're from tall granddaughter maybe <laughs> and <laughs> the way in this episode where she's like wait i can't talk or i just don't like to talk like what is my character backstory here let me get in the in the mood and then she just like ignores all of that <laughs> yeah I, I did <laughs> i can't talk or i don't talk or don't mm. want to talk. You don't talk. That's it. <laughs> She's like, cool. Anyways, hi. <laughs> Mecha Mike, thanks for the super chat. Vader was like, let's fight. And then Obi-Wan runs. 
Yeah, a lot of running in this episode from Obi-Wan, which is frustrating, but also I'm happy it's happening. Only because I know that when he finally does, like, become the Jedi that we know he is, and he's going to, like, stand and fight, and he's going to ignite his lightsaber out of courage and not fear, uh, I think it's going to be a great moment. But it's because we've seen him just, like, I assume, slash hope, this will be his lowest moment where he's just straight up terrified. Mm-hmm. And now it's it's kind of like a Rocky movie <laughs> where he, he gets beat by Apollo Creed and in, in the first one. And then the second one, he comes back and he wins. And then Clever Lang beats him in Rocky three, but then he comes back and he beats him. And like he always gets beat up first and then he comes back and he wins. So that's kind of how I'm viewing this. Yeah, that's why I said earlier, like, this needed to happen. Even though it was brutal to watch, (laughs) it needed to happen. Yeah. Cheerful Cup K, thank you for the super chat. I think the Inquisitors are like traitor-trained dogs to the Jedi. The second sister felt betrayed by her master, and that made it easier to turn her when she found out the truth. She was redeemed. Um, Yeah, I think for some of the Inquisitors, not all of them, uh, but that's definitely an easy path, I think, to twist someone to the dark side is be- through betrayal. The Grand Inquisitor, I-, I think he just was greedy. Um, he might be an outlier, but he might be the only one that was turned before Order 66. But it does sound like that was the case, uh, according to Henry Gilroy, who wrote for the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. But yeah. we don't know all the stories for all of the Inquisitors. I think some of them did it willingly and some of them were tortured into it. Mm-hmm. Palmer Hope, uh, thank you for this super chat. says, very unrelated, but who are your favorite rappers or artists? <laughs> hmm. I've still got Motion City soundtrack on the mind. Uh, that's not uh, a rapper at all, but uh, going to Mosh Eisley at Star Wars Celebration was so much fun. Uh, I love punk, uh, pop punk and emo music and Motion City soundtrack is probably my favorite of the bunch. Uh, It's no secret that I love Lady Gaga and Michael Jackson. Those are two of my very favorite artists, rappers. There's a lot. I was really into Eminem for a really long time. Like I remember listening to his first few albums uh, in like middle school and high school. I more recently, I love Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. Like they're <laughs> really, really amazing artists too. So just to name a few. <laughs> oh, and Post Malone. Cause we just watched his, I like Postman a lot. Uh, Hot ones episode last night. He's hilarious. And he just seems like the coolest and like nicest dude to hang out with. I want to play beer pong with him. <laughs> And uh, we have one more super chat here from Jedi's Knowledge. Thank you so much. Missed you guys for episodes one and two, but Hope Celebration was a blast. We thought about doing something. We we didn't have the capability of live streaming because uh, hotel internet. Just nope. <laughs> that wasn't yeah, going to happen. Wasn't, it wasn't going to be able to handle any live streaming. We thought about doing just like a recorded discussion but we were too tired. So yeah, celebration was a blast, but it was exhausting. Uh, And we 
we we at least got a day yesterday to really decompress. We watched almost all of Stranger Things season four. Uh, we got that, one more episode that's out. That big, like hour and a half long, halfway finale, not finale, but like part uh, one it's, finale. It's the last one that's out for now. So yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll finish that tonight. But yeah, we, so we had a day to kind of just chill yesterday feeling fairly recovered and then uh your voice has almost uh come back to normal i felt like that was the case and now i'm feeling it get scratchy again gravelly yeah yeah almost two and a half hours here of uh talking about obi-wan but it's good we're happy to do yeah and uh i'll 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 say next week we're gonna be at another convention we're gonna go to gcx down in orlando uh, if anyone's going to go to that, we will be there. We will be doing the Star Wars and Scotch panel, and we're doing meet and greets and all that good stuff. So, I just realized, am I going to have to drink straight Scotch for that? Because that's going to make a very bottle. different panel for me. <laughs> I need to bring a little mixer. Yeah, we'll just get you some orange juice, and you can pretend it's Scotch, and you can go, mm, "It's strong." I mean, I'll drink Scotch, but I put a little you Sprite don't like in or Scotch. something mixer Put some red bull in there i'll need we'll it figure it out <laughs> <laughs> but what a stream that was uh so long <laughs> and yeah my voice needs a break again yeah um, this was this was so cool i'm so happy to be back doing these shows we were talking earlier that we were just like bummed that we're not getting very many of these to do for obi-wan but i'm really happy that we got to bring in the first obi-wan live stream with uh, the pink milk crew yeah good good reminder uh if you haven't checked out pink milk before please do there are links down in the description to all of their stuff uh i know that they've got a live stream uh, every friday that you can go check out uh so get ready for that we we had so much fun with them this weekend we bumped into them over and over uh mm-hmm. chase and i uh, danced like crazy at mosh isley together and he was all like dressed up as a mod uh so cool very fun cosplay for a for a concert so everyone please go check out pink milk i also i i assume they're gonna upload their live podcast to their uh podcast feed we have ours also uh recorded with video and everything the audio is but we'll, we'll get it out there we also recorded the ray panel that i was on so those are gonna be coming soon um so yeah, keep an eye out for those. Yeah, we will have more celebration content on the way. Uh, when I find time, I'm going to rewatch the Andor trailer and do a breakdown of that. Probably do the same for the Star Wars Jedi Survivor trailer. Uh, even though they're it, it's so vague, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. But I want to try. I want to try to catch up on some of that stuff. But that's all in the coming days and weeks. Uh, we're going to wrap up for today. So thank you all for hanging out and watching. Thank you, everyone, who sent in Super Chats uh, and for supporting us on the channel here. Um, that Do you have anything else to say, Molly? <laughs> Just thank you again to everyone. Uh, we, we talked about it a little bit in our thank you video on the channel. Just we couldn't have done any of the stuff that we did at panels at Celebration without friends and help from fans that were just willing to help us out and get us into those panels, which was really, really cool. And celebration this year was 
crazier and, and so different than any of the other ones that we've been to, but in a good way, like we got to see so many people and talk to so many cool fans that told us so many sweet, sweet things about how the channel helped them through tough times and through, you know, the pandemic and everything. So just thanks to everyone who came and talked to us. It meant a lot. Yeah, it, it really did. Uh, it, it is such a huge uh, positive boost every time we go to celebration and it just like fills our hearts up uh, in ways that it's, it's hard to describe. So thank you to everyone who said hi to us and said nice things to us. Um, we can't wait for London, but that's 10 months away. So we're going to focus on Obi-Wan in the coming weeks. We're going to so, sleep for 10 months and then yeah, yeah, <laughs> we'll try. Get back. <laughs> well, thank you all so much for watching again today and may the force be with you.